With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Take two. <laughs> God, I love that sound. Happy President's Day, everyone. Now let's all stand as one as we join Shaka Khan in the singing of our national anthem. Oh, say, can you see? You're fired.
That is sweet strange. mother of God. What is the hold up? That, that was, was that was the that's end. That's where it ended. That's, that's not the way it ended. ended. That's the way. Yeah, Rob. That literally they cut it off. They wow, cut somebody off. didn't put the whole version on there. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, oh, my stomach hurts from listening. Give to it up to my girl, Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Everybody, Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. That was the uh, the highlight of the NBA All Star Game last night. Damn. No, I was actually. I want to congratulate one person. One person saved the NBA All Star Game this year. It wasn't Dwayne Wade. It wasn't LeBron James. It wasn't Giannis. It wasn't Joel Embiid. It wasn't Ky- Kawhi Leonard. It was a man named Nick Elam. Mm-hmm. Nick Elam, Robin. You know who he is? He's a, a Ball State professor. Not a basketball guy. Not an NBA honk. Not a guy like uh, that wind horse guy at ESPN who had to use two jars of Vaseline today to splooge all over the NBA for last night's championship game. He's one of those guys who actually had multiple orgasms as he sat back and wrote a column today about the NBA All-Star game. I've never seen a grown man as excited about basketball as, what's his first name? Have you seen a grown man naked? I wouldn't want to see him naked. Okay, just sure. But then again, you know, no people say that about me. But I'm not Eric. I'm not Eric Windhorst. Slovenly. But anyway, Nick Elam is a Ball State University professor who got sick and tired of the NBA endings with the ridiculous timeouts, intentional fouls, back-to-back timeouts where the last two minutes would take an eternity to finish. Mm-hmm. And he said, "We got to fix this shit." we got to fix this shit. Adam Silver, meanwhile, was too busy worrying about sucking up to China instead of fixing the All-Star game. And he's sucking up to China, and he's protecting LeBron and all the other guys that were over there, afraid to say anything about the Chinese government, the communist Chinese, but are openly openly willing to rip our government here in the greatest country on earth. Our government? Our government. You went Boston right there? I went Boston right there. Our government? Yeah. My fellow Americans? (laughs) Anyway, so they, they, they went with this new rule, and it fixed it. And Kobe Bryant's death, unfortunately, not unfortunately, it, everybody was motivated. There were great tributes to Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. Common did a phenomenal job. So there were a lot of great tributes. The actual pregame show of the NBA All-Star Game was longer than the Super Bowl pregame yeah, show. Was. And that's good. That's what you should do. You celebrate one of your greatest players of all time who died tragically. So they did a great job with that. They didn't start the game till like 9 o'clock. No, it was a long Which long is time. fine. It doesn't matter. It's a Sunday night. It's a holiday today for people who work for the government. You see, we're not mailing it in. We don't get any government uh, subsidies on the show. I don't work, so. That's right. <laughs> but if you did, you'd work for the government, and yes, you'd have the I, day off, and you'd yes, get paid to not work today. Yes, I would. You're, you're not getting paid to not work today. Correct. Give myself one of those. Give yourself one of those. It's Brian Windhorst. Have you seen the dude at ESPN? Brian Windhorst? Yes. Brian Windhorst. He's now an NBA expert. A guy who who probably couldn't run the length of the floor without collapsing yeah, kind of guy. Again, nothing personal. I don't even know him. Well, those who can't teach, you know. Exactly. So anyway, enough about Brian Windhorst. So Chaka Khan, I love her. And she and uh, Fergie. Oh, God. I Fergie. I don't, I don't know which one forget was about a- Fergie. She made me forget about how bad. Fergie's no, people didn't forget about. It. Now let's go to the next tape. This is a one of the one of the guys on Twitter did a great job. He's a radio guy. I don't even know him, but I sent you this. He did a side by side comparison of. Now here's the here's the reason why we can mock this. Josh Beard on Twitter 
He went through the work last night to do a Fergie versus Shaka Khan national anthem mashup. Now, the thing that makes this painful is that these are two great singers. This isn't like Carl Lewis or what's-her-face, Roseanne Barr, Barr Uh singing the national anthem because they're not professional singers. So they made a mockery of it because they never should be allowed to sing the national anthem. Shaka Khan is one of the all-time great singers. Fergie was pretty damn good. But then you ask them to go out there and stylize the national anthem. That's the problem is, is that they think that they need to make it something special, just, their own, and just sing the damn song. Just sing it the way it's written. What's, what's the problem here? Like, she's, she's, hear, she's hearing herself in her headset, right? She, there's no way well, she no, cannot okay. tell that that doesn't For sound any, right. If, if nobody's ever done it, it is actually so much more difficult to sing in a stadium than you think it is because there's a delay in the speakers. You're singing, and what you're hearing back over the speakers is not the same thing that you would hear in your ear right next to you. Um, so so what's she hearing? Like Whitney Houston coming back to her? Because no, no, they no. sound like shit. Like, there's a serious delay. It would be... Uh, there's no serious delay. Yes, no, there is. No, there's not, a, there's not a at delay last night's in, game, Robin. I'm telling What they you. have in their headsets, they're wearing earpieces now. So that right. stuff is out of the window. You don't have to worry but about that still, anymore. But there's still a vi- it's still loud. Like you have to concentrate on what's coming into your headset or your earpieces so rather than what yourself. you're hearing okay. Okay. out no, over the speakers. what you're hearing in the earpieces is exactly what you're singing at the moment. You're not Correct. hearing it yeah, no, five no, seconds you're later. You're right, you're right, but there's still... There's it still... used to be that way, Robin. It's not that way anymore, so that's not an... Ex- it's not a legit... I'm, I'm just telling you. Trust me. I'm telling you that's not the reason why these people can't sing the national anthem. Oh, no, I think that there's also an additional. There's, there's several things going on. There's the fact that what's coming out over... The, the speakers that's really loud and reverberating, you still can hear it through your earpieces. Okay. But it's, but you're hearing, so you have to concentrate on once the earpiece only, and then they want to try to make it special and put their own stamp on it. And, right. And, I get that. And, and there's no, there's no music. So they're, they're having a hard time staying on key. It's just, it's bad. They, Again, they shouldn't I be love doing Shaka it. I, I, mean, I have a reason not to like Shaka Khan because I worship Shaka Khan. Really? I went to a concert oh, once. Yeah. I was a big Rufus fan. I love Shaka Khan and Rufus. Rufus. Because, you know, I'm a, I'm a smoothed out to the R&B tip guy. I love the funk. I love all great music. And so I went to see Shaka Khan once at a concert. I think it was here in – I don't know if it was – I don't remember now if it was L.A. or here in Philly. It was L.A. Were you there with me? No, but you told me the story. <laughs> it's a great story, and, and, and it's relevant today because Shaka Khan sang the national anthem last night. I'm not just throwing Shaka Khan out there. She looks great, by the way, for 66. Oh, yeah. She looks fantastic for 66. Very clean. But anyway, I digress. So after the show, you know, they sell albums and stuff. Mm -hmm. So there's a line where you go in, and if you buy an album or you buy a DVD or something or a CD, Shaka Khan was going to sign it for you. And I wanted to have my CD signed. And I paid for the CD or whatever. I don't even remember what it was. But it wasn't just like, can I get a selfie with you, Shaka? Because it was a long line. And I was probably 20 deep in the line by the time I went there, bought the, uh, the, the CD. I probably still have it somewhere. It's a CD. And I bought it. And as I'm waiting in line, Chaka Khan, I'm not making this up. And this, I'm not hating on her. Just the announcement it. is, go, if you want Chaka Khan to sign it, buy your new CD and then stand in line. I'm in line, literally, 10 people she signs and decides that's enough. No. Yes. And then everybody else in the line See you later, alligator. I'd have returned the CD. I would have just took my receipt and returned the CD. No, because I still love Shaka Khan. I wouldn't after that. No. I'd be like, yo, Khan, 
Ayo Khan. So how much? Stop my CD. So how long was she there? I gave her the wrath of Khan right That's after. That's what I was thinking, Tony. <laughs> Jesus. Did she stay up there for ten minutes? 20, That's it. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Ten minutes I don't know how long it was. Ten minutes. But how long does it take to sign ten CDs? Oh, it depends, man. It depends. Probably less than ten now, minutes. You know, listen. If I was selling stuff after a show, I'm not Shaka Khan. And I said, hey, if you buy whatever I'm selling, a T-shirt, I'll sign it for you and stand there as long as I need to. Of course, Because Tony. you're spending money on me after you bought tickets to the show. To leave after like 10 people and then leave a whole bunch of people in line, that's just wrong. That's what, that's what good entertainers, like comedians, like Paul Mercurio, we went to go see over the weekend. He gets done his set, and then he goes outside. And he wasn't selling anything, but he was just willing to take pictures and sign anything for anyone yep, who wanted exactly. anything. Exactly. That's what you're supposed to it do. It wasn't even pictures. I didn't want to, like, listen, I didn't say, oh, let's take a picture. I just wanted her to sign my damn CD. So and you got she, no picture. You got no signature. I have the CD, and I love, I love Shaka Khan. By the way, I'm not hating on her. I'm just giving you a personal story because a lot of people do this with that athletes. That was a diva move. That was it a was diva a diva move. move. Listen, she performed, but if you're going to tell people you're going to stand there and sign their stuff after they buy it, don't bag on it after like ten people. Nah, man, that's not, you can't and so her. that's my Chaka Khan story. But I still love her to death. But the shot, but the national anthem last night, especially what she said, gave proof through. No, gave. She didn't say the night. Gave proof. Night. Night. She skipped the. Not M Night. M Night Shyamalan was there selling autographs in the back, getting ready for his next gave movie. Gave through night. Well, he found the opening trailer with her singing <laughs> okay. the damn national anthem. Here's his, Tony, Let's here's do the mashup. Sound. So now this is Shaka Khan and Fergie. I love mashups too, by the way. Oh, I do. I too. do. I love mashups. I like mashed potatoes. I know but you do, this Rob. guy, what's his name again? <laughs> I want to give him credit because he posted it on. Uh, uh, Josh Beard. Josh Beard. Who the Beard. fuck is that? I don't know. Some radio dude. At who does Josh radio. Beard Radio. Okay. At Josh Beard Radio. So he, we know he's in radio somewhere. Let's hear it. This is the mashup he put together last night. This is all you're going to hear today as far as the NBA All-Star, uh, the, at least the uh, national anthem. Let's go to the tape. God, this is so bad. Everybody now. Everybody. We're waving the white flag. Listen, listen, listen now. Can I please play drops over this? No. <laughs> please. Look at the players' faces. Though. I know they're in agony. <laughs> Steph Curry's dying laughing. Now, the Steph Curry, that's with Fergie yeah. from last year. Yeah. And Jimmy Kimmel's trying to hold it together. Goodness gracious! Jesus! Let's play some basketball! Uh, what it is is what it is. Hey, you know, who was it that once said this? Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. One more round of applause, everybody, for Shaka Khan and Fergie. Please un- please uncock your guns. <laughs> <laughs> the show is now over. I mean, it's just painful. Oh, Marquise Johnson, where's the Sandman at the Apollo when you need him, man? No. You see a Sandman come out? AJ in San Antonio, even Roseanne Barr is saying, damn. 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 But my point is, Roseanne Barr and and all the other horrific versions, certainly my favorite one, 
was Carl Lewis. Carl Lewis is the goat. Remember, because he, he messes up and he says, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Can right we in play the middle that? Of, we got to find that, Robin. Find Carl Lewis. To me, that's the greatest messed up national <laughs> anthem of all time. He literally said the word, uh-oh. <laughs> Willingboro, New Jersey's own Carl Lewis. Goat. The absolute goat. Yeah, one of the all-time <laughs> greats. I got it right here, Robin. No, I have it. No, I have it. No, let Robin play it because she can can show the video, too. And this also, I believe, was at a basketball game. It was indoors. I know that. I tell you, that outfit he's wearing is something else, too, man. I said Ron McDonald was a pimp. (laughs) That's what what he would wear. So this was the 1993 NBA Finals Mm -hmm. that he decided to come out. Charlie Steiner, my boy Charlie Charlie Steiner Steiner, on SportsCenter, introducing. Apparently didn't see the movie. If his rendition of the Star-Spangled Banner prior to the Nets-Bulls game last night is any indication, as a public service, we present now only excerpts, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> our national anthem. So good. All right, are we all ready? Let's make noise. Come on. Here we go. <laughs> Strong start. Make up for it now. For the land of the free. <laughs> Look at this. It's the one time Derek Coleman hit his face where he should have hit his entire career. <laughs> Written by Francis Scott off key. Charlie. <laughs> Who's that sitting next to Charlie? I didn't see. Was it Steve Levy? N- I, it may have been. I, I, all I saw was a headshot. I, 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 I the saw end. the hair. I didn't see the. I didn't see the headshot. I didn't though. see it either. I mean, I wasn't watching it. I remember it when Charlie did Written it. I by was at, Francis Scott. I was actually there. Key. Oh, that you know what that is? That's uh, that's uh, what's his name? Edwards. Jack Edwards. Jack Edwards. Okay. Jack Edwards, who went back to Boston and is doing local sports up in Boston. All the Red Sox and all the Boston sports stuff. Jack I, Edwards, the I great about, Jack Edwards. I forgot about that joke. Francis Scott off-key. I forgot about that. <laughs> okay. Uh, at the beginning of the show, I'm just going to try this, and then I'll be able to uh, turn it off for the rest of the show if we have a problem with the other camera. So I'm going to try to do the, the camera three, and let's see if it has any sound issues. Uh, that, was a, that was a mistake. It says here on the, on the version that I have, which is some – dumb websites version of it says that it was the 1993 NBA finals that was not the finals I don't know what it was but his suit game was tight in that oh yeah remember tight. that one so, Ron McDonald's a pimp love that orange suit man it's coming back by Penny the way. wants to say hello hi Penny Penny's in the house today ladies and gentlemen put your hands together for Penny who probably could sing the national anthem better than any of these people and she's a dog Penny 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 we get a shot of Penny right now she was getting ready to leave <laughs> She's walking around. She must, no, she's going to go hang out with Robin now. She's going to go sit down and hang out with Robin. And my mom. It's an animal house in here. Just we got Steven. There's, there's a whole list of uh, R. Kelly. You got Steven Tyler. You got uh, Carl Lewis, of course, and Roseanne. Can we just get – let me play a taste of Roseanne right now, Robin. Oh, Roseanne. Just a taste no, for just a second. No, we have to do this, Tone. Yeah, just Roseanne, a taste. Roseanne, I still think so. This Roseanne is July of 1990, ladies Roseanne, and gentlemen. I think, was still the worst. And one of the reasons... Wait mean, a minute, Robin. This, okay. is it. this is Jack Murphy Stadium in San Diego. Here we go. It's not on the headphones. It's not on the headphones. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> Penny just dunked her head. 
All right, let me stop it because I have to put the damn thing on. Oh, you the meant other to put one. the code, uh, audio codec on? Because <sighs> this is really the worst. Because what she did. It was disrespectful. It was disrespectful. It was disrespectful. You think she just went out there and just did this on purpose? Oh, yeah. No, she did. She she said at the last... She'd practice it both ways. There was an interview with her, and she said at the last minute she decided to do it as a joke. She and, got booed. Yeah, and, and she really Joel Embiid was so pissed off. She got booed, and Joel Embiid sulked right after this. She said that oh. as soon as he she started then, doing think. it, she realized that this was a bad idea. It was a last-minute decision, but by then she'd already <laughs> committed, so she finished all right let's play it again i think we could all agree this is the worst ever celebrity singing of a national anthem all right cool so then i got something for you uh, again 1990 jack murphy stadium in san diego i'm looking for a padre <laughs> fan <laughs> that's the best let's go to the tape of 19 wait wait before you play it jason's uh 2000 my dad had the displeasure of playing in that game really yeah i don't know who jason's 2000 is but yeah, who's your dad in that back on the Sandy? Who is your daddy Park? and what does he do? Jason Jason SC, I'm, I'm assuming that's South Carolina. Jason SC 2000. That's a good assumption. I don't know. Or Sports Center. Maybe he worked at sports. Here we go. Play it, Robin. Please bring it up now. Can we turn it off Stop now? Stop the hammering. Wait, you got to see what happened. Wait, you got to see the ending. You don't remember what happened, do you? Nobody can see it, Tony, because you're playing it. Oh, so she's, you hear the booing. You hear the booing, right? Do you hear I the hear booing, the, It's Robin? horrible. And then she grabs her crotch, right? Yes. And then no. she spits on the mouth. Oh, she does the spitting on the mound and grabbing her crotch. And then Tom Arnold came out and collected a check for a million dollars. That was the best part of That's that. That's good work out of Tom. <laughs> By the way, Tony, I got a breaking news here. So Dean over in, uh, Dean in Tampa, yes. he just tweeted out to the at real Shaka Khan, hey, can you go on the Tony Bruno show and apologize for stifting him on an autograph 30 years ago when they were told to buy a shirt or CD, you would sign it, and then you left signing left after only signing 10 items? The show number is 215-462-8669. show is live 1 to 3 Monday through Friday. So Dean. It wasn't 30 years ago. It was when I was in L.A. Roseanne Barr was 30 years well, ago whatever. in 1990. Maybe Shaka Khan will call. We get, can get your that. facts straight, Dean. Maybe Shaka Khan will call, and we can get your CD signed for you. That'd be nice. She doesn't have to sign it for me. Sure she does. I'll always love Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. You got some Cubans over there, man, and some cigars as well. Well, yeah, I put them all together. I got the packages. You got the doubles? Because I got to get one of them and take them home. I'm going to say, don't worry. I need one. Just one. Just, just one. relax. Just relax. Take it easy. Just get a heart attack. I love shock. But, Tone, let's just say, for all in all, right, with the NBA All-Star game, what it is, what it was, what it does, last night was probably the most watchable one they had in about 10 years. A- absolutely. Right? I mean, right I give wrong. credit where yeah. credit's due. It's it at least it, watchable. It took a non-basketball, dorky college professor. Go figure. To figure out that the NBA way of playing games is a joke, and they didn't fix it. And he's right. What's the biggest complaint? All you got to do in an NBA game is watch the last two minutes. Yeah, basically. And then, unfortunately, the last two minutes, in many cases, takes a half an hour to play. 
How many? Oh, time hours another time. Time out. Intentional foul. Exactly. Send him to the line. Right. And and the thing about this Nick Elam rules that they're using, they're using it in this basketball tournament thing, which I didn't even know existed. Mm-hmm. There's another thing called the basketball tournament TBT. Not Throwback Thursday. Not Throwback Thursday. No, no, no. But they did the same rule. They put it in there, and players who were watching it and a part of it said they liked it because it actually made players play hard, especially in the fourth quarter. So they set target goals, uh, target scores. Guys were playing hard. Unfortunately, though, the one thing that they didn't put in the rules is it shouldn't end on free throws. No. And that's what happened last night. Even Siakam, uh, Pascal Siakam, uh, was saying he didn't like the idea that it had to be decided by th- for free throws. It shouldn't. So that's one part they could fix. But the players were playing. Guys were fouling. Yeah, it was guys high score, but guys were playing. Yep. They were playing hard. And I'm sure... Is his dad the great Fred Lynn? Wow. What? Are you serious right now? You got to call into the show, buddy. Tony, are you just going to gloss over Jason S.C.? No, dad? we're just reading it now because, you know. How do we... I know that? So Fred Lynn is Jason SC2000's dad. I did not know that. Wow. The great Fred Lynn. Got to get Fred to call in, man. That's awesome. <sighs> My dad's a great Carmine Curto. He's broke, don't do shit. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, man. Stone Mason out of Northeastville. El Monte High School. Robin knows where that is. She used to sell RVs at El Monte RV. <laughs> did you I really, did. Robin? You well, sold RVs? I, I did not sell them. <laughs> I love it. I did not sell them, and I, I uh, El Monte is a chain, so it wasn't in El Monte. It was actually in Northern California. Not Del Monte. That, but no, I, the El, there's an El Monte RV yes, right in, in El, El Monte. Monte when you probably go buy That's it on the That's where it started, right. but then they, then they franchised, and so they're all over the place. But I didn't sell the RVs. I worked in the rental area, and we catered um, probably 75% of the rental market is to Germans. The Germans. The Germans. And because they love traveling and they don't like staying in You know in they hotels. always make good stuff, those Germans. And so yeah, I would, um, because I speak German, I would be the one that would go over all the, uh, this is how you, yeah, okay. this is how you hook up propane. the shitster. Okay. This is how you hook up the propane. This is how you do the shitter. The... Was the shitter full when you were there? Oh, yes. people come in there when all the, the time? shitter is full, <laughs> I would show them how they needed to drain it. Release cabin yeah. pressure. <laughs> And uh, all the good stuff, and I would I would reiterate over and over again: don't assume that you can fit under something. <laughs> you know, you don't have assume. To, uh, and I would make sure that they they like because they were used to measuring in meters. And I would say, if you see something that is so many feet high, you will not fit, and it will take the top off if you try to go underneath it. Speaking yeah, of that, speaking of the standard and metric, there was a I got to follow Fred Lynn on Twitter. His site is at at nineteen. Fred Lynn, and of course, played with a bunch of teams, the Angels, but obviously with the Red Sox, he had most of his success. Jason says the El Monte Lions. The El Monte Lions? Yes. They let them roam free down there in El Monte? Hell yeah. So, Jason, are you still in uh, California, or because you have SC behind that, are you now in South, South Carolina? Is that what it stands for? Because we're making assumptions here. We have no idea. Well, he's got to be a SoCal guy because his dad. Oh, SoCal. That makes sense. That's what it means. Southern California, yeah, USC. Sense. His Hello. dad played at USC. Trojans, baby. Trojan for life, Bo. So Fred Lynn. That's what it means, Robin. <laughs> Swedish chef says, is Schitzan Fuller German for toilet? <laughs> Schitzan Fuller. <laughs> that's pretty good. Nine. Das Nine. ist nicht reich. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see it. Fred Lynn is still involved with the Red Sox. He, you know, he tweeted a couple days ago, I'm feeling the gravitational pull this time of year 
as he's down in Florida with the Boston Red Sox. Welcome to Florida, the Sunshine State. So he, he then tweets uh, about he was traded from Boston under different circumstances. Time will tell how this plays out because MLB Network Radio on Sirius XM had tweeted earlier this month, Fred Lynn knows a thing or two about superstar outfielders getting traded from the Red Sox. And so he was commenting on that. So obviously Fred Lynn, great, great player. For those of you old enough to remember him playing, he was awesome. Even if you didn't like the Red Sox, Sox. you had to love number 19, Freddie Lynn, yo. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. Not Ginger Lynn. Not Ginger Lynn. She's no. a Hall of Famer, too, in her own right, so to speak. You know what I mean? Every bit of it. <laughs> speaking, so anyway, of goats, <laughs> speaking of goats. Meanwhile, as someone once said. Meanwhile. And by the way, we've got to give a shout-out to our boy. Who? Who we went to see on Friday Paul night. Mercurio. Oh, Paul Mercurio. Paul Mercurio. We went he to see him at uh, Punchline Philly. Great show. His ability to, to mingle and bring in people on this, off this, right in the audience and to make them feel comfortable uncomfortable but comfortable at the same time mm-hmm. brilliant way of handling crowds luigi was very concerned though that he was going to be brought up on stage because the oh, entire man. first opening of paul's act is talking to people bringing them up on stage and not making he's not making fun no, of them making, I, but i would have felt the need to start like ch- getting some jokes in and stuff like that too and it was like as what, he, what said, he, says, he said hey, i tell the jokes exactly all right? although after the show after the show he pulled me aside he said you were very good and you were very funny i said thank you very much paul no, he was good. He was. Really good. I also Amazing. bought him a beer before that, but then you know, I. I exactly. want to see his one man show now. Well, that's what he does in his one man show in New York. Yeah, he actually, here's the thing. He's going to he be just in New York, right? He brings people up. He doesn't do his normal stand up. He just brings people up and interacts with them, and it's hilarious yeah, stuff. What's it called the weekend, again? Is something called like conversations or or the weekend that we go up for the Barrett Summit that weekend mm-hmm. or that week? I think it's the 25th. Yeah, it's on a Tuesday. We're going. Yeah, up. I'm getting an Airbnb. For well, you're going to not going to get an Airbnb in Midtown Manhattan. I'm not going to stay in Midtown Manhattan. You got to stay in Midtown Manhattan. I can get an Airbnb for the. I want to stay the weekend. I'm gonna have my my, my little New York vacation. His, I'm gonna stay the his weekend. one man show is called Permission to Speak. Yeah, so exactly. I, I'm gonna I, maybe I'll go check it out. Which no one ever gets on this show, by the way. Exactly, nobody speak. gets permission to speak. You just <laughs> fucking talk and everybody say whatever you want. But it's it's so fantastic, and you know one of the things that that Paul he is a comedian. He does oftentimes make it funny. But he what he was saying to us afterwards, he says it is the most amazing thing to allow people to speak and they're unintentionally funny and uh, he just allows them to kind of go and, and he coaches them along a little bit. But these stories that people have. You know why? Because his point is, is everybody has a story. Yes. Mm-hmm. You may see somebody as boring. You may see somebody as weird. But then when you start talking to them. Everyone's got a story. Everybody's got a story. I think I'm going to write a song about that. Everyone's got a story? No, every picture tells a story. Remember that? Yes. Speaking of that, you know who's having problems with the, that particular t- tagline? Who? Is the guy who did that song? Who? Who did the song? Who did know. every picture tells a story, Robin? Do you know who it is? Yes. Okay, I'm just asking. Rod Stewart. He just got in trouble. He got into Hot a Rod. Oh yeah. Didn't he just get in a confrontation? It was with his son. What did he uh, do? They were. He messed his hair up, which is pretty hard <laughs> yes. to do when you're Rod Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't moved since '83. His hair hasn't moved since I just 80. saw a story about Rod Stewart yesterday, so I don't know what the latest is, but. Uh, Oh, this is Robert's what happened. Like, oh. We have a Rod Stewart update. Apparently. Maggie, I so, think I'm just uh, getting used so to you. He and, he and his son got in trouble for something a couple weeks ago, but apparently this just hit uh, yesterday. This is that, even more breaking yeah, news. Yeah, Rod Stewart appeared to perform a Nazi salute. Speaking of Germans. Oh. Wow. Assault a security guard in a newly released video. 
Wow. Use your common sense. Yeah. Rod Stewart says he was only joking. Well, no, he wasn't joking about that. So he was caught on camera, as you mentioned, doing a Nazi salute after telling the Green Brigade to behave themselves after a bit of pyro. Right. So so back in January, he and his son were charged with simple battery after punching a security guard at the Breakers Hotel in Palm Beach. Breaker? Uh, um, <laughs> then... You just want to know if he thought oh. it was sexy or not. That's all I want to know. Oh, yeah. This was New Year's Eve. This was... Uh... So I guess this is the same... This is the same incident and... Video has now come forward, which in that video on New Year's Eve, he apparently is doing a Nazi salute. And then he punches security guard and then right he after punches that. Security guard. So this is all the same incident. No bueno, Rod. No bueno. As KOP Joe says, I did not see that coming. Oh, oh. not Yahtzee. That's that's the different that's thing. That's Ken Cage's call line. But exactly that's, right. I so did Rod not Stewart see that coming. That's pretty good. You get it? I do. I get it. It's it's clever. Our audience is very clever, Tony. Yes, they are. Thank Christ. Greatest audience ever since uh, since the Jackie Gleason audience in Miami, Florida. Pretty true. That's accurate. Meanwhile, let's get it back to uh, get away from Rod Stewart. You like the fact I said his his, uh, his son messed up his hair? Yeah, exactly, man. <laughs> the security guard messed up his hair. Then he proceeded to salute him with a Nazi salute and then uh, beat the guy up. You know, Rod Stewart's 75. And is he's he throwing, really? He's throwing down... At New like Year's Eve parties? Well, you know, chicks dig him. That's the thing about 75-year-old guys like him and all these other rockers who, you know, dye their hair and tease it up and try right. to still look like they're feathering. And- yeah. They still get laid. Well, yeah, he's doing it in a Ferrari. That's why. <laughs> so I guess the, uh, the one-man show that he does looks like it's only on Wednesdays? Yes, he doesn't do it every night, Robin. No, I know, but it's not on the weekend, so we would not be able to go see it this time because of the Aww. fact that we are uh, committed to something committed else. to something else on Wednesday night. But I got parties to go to in New York. I, yeah, I can go, always go up and see Paul Mercurio. It's not like New York's a million miles away. Well, he invited us to go see the uh, tonight the taping sh- of the, t- the Tonight Show. Tonight not Show, not the Tonight Show, oh, the Colbert the late, Show, the late, the late Show, show with Col- Stephen Colbert. Stephen Hello, Colbert. because. Paul is a writer on the show, and he also does warm up. And he I hate to do it to you this early, Robert. I know, I know, no. But if to do that, we have to go in early, wouldn't we? Yes, we would have to see it Tuesday night because they're dark on Fridays. I'm dark every night. I hear you, man. I'm I'm, I'm pale as shit, bro, dude. All right, anyway, let's get it back to. We got so much stuff. The Daytona 500 yesterday. Vroom vroom, baby. They post four o'clock this afternoon. They're going to resume racing. wonder if Donald Trump will fly uh, Air Force One back over the track and then get in the beast and do a couple of laps. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't no. think so. So all this uh, hype. Did you see the? there was one great picture? Because Air Force One, which is a big airplane, as you know. Huge. Was flying over 800 feet over the track yesterday. That landing. low? That wow. low? Have you seen some of these pictures? No. Again, you don't have to like Trump or like, hate Trump or whatever it is. The one picture from the side, from the grandstands at Daytona, on the side, it looks like the plane is actually as low as the top of the grandstands. Now, obviously, these pilots who fly Air Force One are the best pilots in oh, the world. Oh, they're absolutely incredible. Imagine the thrill for those guys to be told, okay, now we're going to do a flyby past the Daytona International Raceway. And you look at the pictures, Robin. There's one from the side as the plane flies over. 800 feet, though? That's like yeah, nothing, Yeah, I know, and, but the one picture is going to win an award. It won't be any, like, liberal awards because they hate Trump no matter what he does. Uh, but the plane literally was at the same level as the top of the grandstand 
at Daytona. There's a video, which you, Robin will post now if you haven't seen it. And I wasn't watching this. I was online working yesterday and doing a lot of Okay, prep. well, this one doesn't look like it. I mean, it's low. No, you'll you see it come in. And then the one shot that somebody took from inside the grandstand, that's, that's just a, a compilation. Then, the, then all the cars go out on the track and do a lap, and the people are going crazy at home. Oh, my God, they're wasting so much money for this and all that other crap. Waste money on everything else. Cares. I need to find the uh, the photograph. Apparently, George Bush. I mean, he. By the way, Trump wasn't the first president who went to Daytona. He actually went there a bunch of times when he was a private citizen. When people liked him. Now that he's the president, of course, everybody hates him. But the one picture I saw, I saw oh, people here. this morning complaining uh, about. Oh, that was a picture when Bush was there. I don't care what picture it was. Exactly. There's a shot this, right there. Is that it? Okay. I don't know on. if that's from yesterday or if that's from. The uh, Excuse me one yeah, second. the George Bush appearance in 2004. But they're going to have to run the race today. By the way, Bush is uh, Bush. Trump is leading after one lap of the uh, Daytona 500 if you're scoring at home. So this this is the photograph that everybody's talking about, right? Right. But no, there's one that was actually even closer. It was like from inside the, inside the Daytona upper deck, and the plane is at the same level as the fans. There's, yeah. there's a lot of pictures, obviously. There's like 200,000 people there taking pictures. Don't want to subscribe. So this is it right here. That's one of them. Yeah, but then one of those other fans oh, on the crazy. side. I mean, that's pretty amazing to see a 747 <clears throat> flying that close to you. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? That is pretty crazy. There were a bunch of Okay, uh, can I just add, by the way, so every single time I am looking at anything on Google – there are these advertisements for how to easily clean out earwax. I have not been looking up earwax removal. That's how they make money, right? I know, but it's just really, really gross, and I apologize to everybody that every time I put something up on the screen that you have to see this. Now, that one everybody is saying is fake. I don't know if that's fake or whether that's when Bush went or Clinton went or whoever went. I don't really care who went. It's still a great picture. Whether it was yesterday or 2004, the plane flew low past the uh, stadium, low, past the low, past a racetrack. Low, low. So all these people going crazy about, oh my God, that wasn't the that wasn't the real that wasn't the real. I had one guy coming after me about the beast, the presidential limo, right, which is fortified, it can withstand bombs. I mean, yeah. it's not just your basic go out to the dealership and slap a logo on the side of a car. And apparently one of the videos that shows the Secret Service agents going to this special track in Maryland Correct. to learn how to drive it. Yeah. Because they're not just going to hire somebody out of, on yeah, Craigslist. You have to have a, a few special skills to be able to drive. And so there's the videos the online of, of the beast being driven by Secret Service agents. It's and their, they run it backwards. Yeah. It's a test track. Yeah. And they have to drive it backwards, forwards. They have to do evasive maneuvers yeah. and that kind of stuff. So one of the videos was real. But apparently a guy who does video games based on race cars uh-huh. used the actual presidential video. And it's not Trump's guy. It's not Bush's guy. It's not Obama's guy. It's Secret Service guys who are protecting any president, whoever the president is. But people are so obsessed with politics now. Oh, that wasn't really Trump's plane. That was uh, somebody else's plane. Oh, my. They put the car on the track at Daytona. Jesus Christ. What how much that plane is worth. Jesus criminy. Ridiculous. Just relax, people. You have to be this absolutely deranged 24-7. Jesus. Yeah, but trust me, I'm not using Snopes 
Oh, but people, check it out on Snopes. Snopes is, is, is a joke site. Snopes used to be a legitimate fact-checking site. The Babylon Bee has more credibility than Snopes right now. Snopes is just another left-wing whack job site, like the right-wing whack job sites. Snopes pretends to be. Yeah, because all that video right there is CGI. Hold on, hold on. All that Robin. stuff live on Fox yesterday. It. Nobody else can Everybody see it. Everybody saw it, Robin. It's been posted. If you, don't, if you haven't seen this, then you don't really care about anything. The plane is $5.2 billion with a B, Tony. Well, you know, it's not just a regular I, 7. I know, I understand that, Tony. I'm, I'm just saying it's, it's, it's an impressive piece of equipment. It's ridiculous, man. Damn. Ridiculous. That's not a real play. That was a fake Air Force One. That was CGI'd on you there. You fake news. Chris Myers was talking about it. Chris Myers must have some special information because when he... Do we have the video of it and the audio? Because Chris Myers, my friend Chris Myers from Fox, he was doing the Daytona 500 pregame show. And he was saying, well, there's a, you're, you, you're not good. Uh, and I like Chris. That, that was stuff that we used to do at ESPN. Now, of course, he's been at Fox for a while. So the plane's flying by, and it's, it turns around Daytona and then obviously goes to the airport runway and lands, and then the, uh, the Thunderbirds flew, and flew over and did a flyover like they do at every major sporting event. Tony, isn't Air Force One always escorted by fighter jet? To, Absolutely, yes. It, it, it always, is it, how many planes does it have with it? I don't know, but I think on that final approach, the fighter jets go Just away. Back off, right. Yeah, exactly. But I know it's always escorted. It has an escort. Exactly. So this is Nate Ryan who posted these himself uh, from the media booth. Now, the Russian flag was not on the tailpipe of the plane. That was CGI. Yeah, exactly. It would have been nice to have a little cherry bomb exhaust on it. But no, Chris Myers, Chris Myers, when he's describing Air Force One pulling over Daytona, slips a little bit. He says, that's the, uh, that's the, uh, the 46th president of the United States. Uh-oh. Made a Does he know something that we don't know? Is he an insider like Nate Silver? You never know, Tony. This day and age. He does actually say it's obviously he slipped because Trump's the 45th president of the United States. Correct. But he called him the 46. I pay attention to this stuff. It's all conspiracy theory, Tony. It is conspiracy. <clears throat> and the drift thing video, beast video, is really the car that they then took for permission from the people who run the test track where they do it. And this guy does these, uh, these videos. And you can see how fake the other ones oh, are. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So that's the kind of stuff that people get all upset about. Not talking about the Fox video, talking about the Beast Drift video. Is that like Tokyo Drift from Fast and the Furious? Probably the same thing. They just basically get cars and then they... Uh, but a lot of them are real cars. <clears throat> now, this is the one people are calling a fake one from a video. Right. So it is not the actual presidential car. It is one just like it, and it is used for the Secret Service to take their final test drive. This is what they have to do to... to, to this is the test car. This is the test car to be able to prove that they, they are They can run qualified. alongside it. <laughs> no, no, no. This is... The, they, because um, anybody that's driving a uh, president or vice president or somebody really important has to be able to prove that they know how to do evasive, evasive maneuvers in that big car, right? So that oh, is... Oh, so there's someone driving this car then. Okay. So, so, this is, so this is not at Daytona... This is some people, you know, did this as a joke. This is actually at the test track, and this is a 
Isn't it going? Hello? What kind of car is it? Is it a Cadillac? No, oh, it's the go. same car as the Beast, which is it's, big. It used right. to be all Cadillacs. I don't know what they use That's now. That's a Cadillac. <clears throat> so this, is, this is going in reverse. Damn, and uh, people are saying hell, that bro. this is not a real video, that this is CGI. No, it's not. This is an actual video. Robin, I had a guy yelling at me all day on Twitter yesterday saying that this is CGI from a, 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 a drift video where this guy makes videos. If, it's that, if that's CGI, that's a good job. It is CGI. But I do know that the Presidential Secret Service people who drive those cars have to go through training because you're not just going slow in a parade with those things. You've got to be ready in case some shit goes bad or yeah. shit goes down. No, that's, that's CGI'd. It, it, some places it does. And if it is, all right, you fooled me. Yeah, But the is. fact that there's a suggestion that there isn't an actual place, in some of that it looks CGI. Yeah, that wait, so you, if you think, wait. If you, there are people out there that think that there are there's there's no facility out there where they do training like this. No, not for, at all. There, there's no none of that stuff. Are you kidding? There's me? no secret places where the government is uh, testing uh, chemical weapons or UFOs or all that other stuff. Now, then there is a guy who does it. There's a guy on Twitter who's on YouTube who's got a million subscribers, and he does all these car things. And so I got yelled at yesterday by some video game guy. dude. I told him, hey, go to the other Twitch channel. There's plenty of car CGI stuff. Get a bottle of Vaseline and sit there. And you and uh, Brian Windhorst, you can watch your car videos that are fake. And then Brian Windhorst can continue to watch the replay of last night's NBA All-Star game. I only watch And then fake. you can fap, fap, fap all afternoon, yeah, I only watch fake Air Force One videos, Tony. Exactly right. Yeah, that video was Jeez. fake. But there are that, that's, that's a Cadillac. That's a straight up Cadillac right there. Straight up. Straight up. It's got twenties on it too. <laughs> it does. Look at it. It's look at the rims. All it was missing was the spinning wheels, though. Remember that? What are those people who bought all those spinning rims? Remember a few years ago? What are, what are they doing now? What are They're they? in regret. That's what they are. I mean, are you, can you hawk those? What do you do when you buy something that's a fad? Like, remember the re- spinning rims? You sell them. You sell them. You can sell them for the metal, I guess. For what? You just trade them in. If nobody's using them anymore, <laughs> and then the people, other people, metal them. That's good chrome, man. Exactly. It's high quality chrome right there. I didn't have spinners. I had 18s on my car once, but I didn't have spinners. I, I never had I couldn't spinners. do it, Tony. I couldn't do the spree wells. What's the matter with you, man? Did I you do the uh, – I did the neon a little bit now. I, I put I had, neon underneath the floorboards, man. I had 18s on my 88 Cutlass, homie. That's what I'm talking about. I think about, it was badass man. driving down the street. That's what I'm talking about. Yep. So now you can see this is a fake video. This is fake. You this can is... tell fake videos. Okay, Again, Tony, when you are seeing that on that side, nobody else but you. Can I know. See it. I'm just. I'm not saying. No, we're look. just talking. We're just talking. We're out talking loud. about watching a fake video. It doesn't mean that the people who aren't watching us don't know that we're talking about a fake video. Damn it! So this, as you can see, is a. Wait a minute! I thought video. people can't see that, Robin. What are you talking now about? Now they can now? see it. Now they can see it. If you see it over there, okay, I see it on both home. screens at the same time. Yes, I if know. you see it on both screens at the same time, that means the There's only one see thing it. better than the both screens at the same time. Chicks at the same time, man. I, okay, Robin, sit down and relax. Right here, sit down, here. calm your tits, as someone once said. Who said that? I don't know. I said it once before, but it's women say it to other women. I will never. So now this never is obviously. To be calm, you ever. can tell that this is obviously fake. The other one did not look fake to me. I yeah, think. Yeah, that's a video game, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, that looks very fake because it is very fake. And CGI, they do great shit with CGI. So all these people coming at me. I'm not even here right now. I'm CGI. See, now this too. looks fake to me as well. This of course is, it is. Look yes, at it. You can tell that this, that other video is fake. You know who fake. I blame for this? I blame Vin Diesel <laughs> and all these other douchebags that keep doing these uh, 
these these movies. AJ and San Antonio. Not this even is... the beast could hold on to its tires parking in South Philly. Hell no. No wait. Not with, See, these, not with these. They're saying that this is the video, and then they just superimposed the other. That I don't think so because to me this clearly looks fake. I can tell that this is not. Yeah, and real. that car is like spl- splashing everything. It's like when you go to an arcade and you play one of those video driving games, mm-hmm. and you go off the track and you crash. Yeah, it's CGI. Hold on you a can second. Tell. You can tell it's. Well, fake. right there it looks CGI. Yeah. Yeah, you can tell it's fake. That backwards one looks CGI. But the forward one doesn't. But they suggest that they're not. Okay, out there no, training no. I see that just looks fake right there. Yeah, yeah it does. There are spots where it does. That. Okay. But that's the backwards one. Look at the forward one. Now you can tell because I just I just saw like a little hesitation on. There's it. a beast right there. Little Honda CRX. Oh yeah, that shit's real. All man. right, whatever. So it's Penn and Teller. Yes, remember if you're going to go drifting on a track on a closed track somewhere with professional drivers, rent a car because there's some places you won't want to take a monster truck or the beast. Where's that? A rental car? No, it's a oh, the, oh, the, oh yeah, What's rental the difference car. Yeah. between a rental car and a monster truck. There's just some places you aren't going to take a, a monster <laughs> truck. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Would you like the insurance? Hell yeah, give me the insurance. <laughs> Hell yeah, give me the insurance. Oh, my. Anyway, God bless all the people who uh, watch uh, fake videos and, and enjoy it. It was a joke. Most people were jokingly po- posting that video over the weekend. I posted it first when I saw it. There's President Trump getting ready to, uh, to make his move at Daytona 500, the right. Daytona 500, and I posted that video. He's just drafting. That's all he's doing. No, no it's called uh, drifting. You've got to drift into the curb. And, you know, and that's what real professional drivers do, not just on video games. Oh, yeah, all day long. you got to learn how to drift into that turn. It's ridiculous. I'm all man. about rubbing. And by the way, I did call uh, <clears throat> one, people, one person's coming after me for uh, <clears throat> referring to Shaka Khan as the C word in our pre-stream. But I refer to guys as the D word, too, when they take you off. Someone's coming when after they, you? When they, yeah. Oh, I heard you. You, you hate Shaka Khan. Oh, yeah, I hate Shaka I have every album at Shaka Khan's ever made, but I really hate her. Give me a break. I'm not a fan. Are you serious? <laughs> I like Shaka. I, I, I mean, I don't know. Are you serious right now? Give me a little Shaka. Let me give you a little I feel. I feel for her after last night. I feel for her. <laughs> yeah, Shaka, we feel for you. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. I do, I do feel. Yeah, give me a little feel. I've never liked that word, though. I, the C I word? can't. Yeah, I can't really say the no, C word. No, remember, remember, we can the say contest. We can say contest. Contest, I think I can do, but I can't say the actual just shortened. Why? I just because I I just it's in don't, the Bible. I don't know. It's not. <laughs> Which one? The old one or the new one? <laughs> Which one? Old Testament. What Bible are you? It's in the Old reading? Testament. It's in there. Robert, yeah. Can you please bring I read it. You're up. Jesus. Here we go. Yes, this Chaka is Chaka this is good stuff. Come on. This is Rufus, baby. Not Rufies. What up? Crank that bitch up. Mikey misses hair plug. Shaka is a poor man's Diana Ross. Not even close, Diana Ross. Not even the same type of no. music. Give me a little I feel for you, though, man. Come That's on, Rob. Crank that some bitch up. I got it all the way up, so to speak. Because you know that I'm the one to keep you warm, Chaka. I make it more just a physical gene. I want to rock Chaka, baby, because you make me want to scream. Beach Babe 1204, I agree with you. The C word is horrible. I don't use of it. Of course a woman would say that. I don't use because. it re- in regular conversation. <laughs> I say bish now. I don't even say bish, bish or biatch anymore. Bish is good. When you get a little bish. You get a toasted panini on the side, a little bish. A little lobster bish. Sorry. It went, we went from bitch, which was a bad word. Or oh, the bitch is back, up, back. I mean, Elton John had a big hit with the bitch is back. 
Remember that? That yep. was controversial. Well, he's a bitch himself, though. <laughs> you see, he had problems at a concert over the he weekend. He lost his voice, and this is his farewell tour. Yeah. So they might not be able to make that back up, but the whole, the, the whole audience was clapping for him. And he, I know. He, he came went, out and apologized. He felt so bad. He was out there trying to sing, and he was losing his voice, and he started crying on stage when he had to leave. Yeah, I felt How I amazing felt bad. is I felt that? Bad. He's a hell of a performer. I felt bad for him. I don't like the word either, and I don't use it regularly. I use it only as directed. And one required. But if somebody, if a woman stiffs you, like when I was talking about Shaka Khan. I still don't think. I didn't. I, 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 Joe and Philly makes a good point. The British people use the C word so casually and Americans are yet offended by it. Why? I don't think they do. What's so offensive about it? It just, I, what I, makes it, your skin crawl because, about it? Because of the way it's been used. It's the same thing as. What? Call the guy a prick? Call no. a guy a dick. Call a guy an asshole. No, I think that the see you next Tuesday word is really the lowest of the low. It's so much worse than any word Wait, that I can think of. We have comedians on TV using I, that word in reference to I women know. they don't like. I don't mm-hmm. like it. I just don't. You don't I, have I to like I it, Robin. I can't think of an equivalent word for I do not for men. use it on the air. I rarely use it. And just, it, when I, I don't use, use it, it, I'm just I'm just asking why it's so. I'm offensive. trying to think of the equivalent word for a man. I don't think I can think of one. Can we just make one up and just can we use that as from now on? <laughs> That's so the problem. So if you call us something, we can say, you know what? You can't call us that because it's the same thing as us calling you a see you next Tuesday. Here's another great Chaka Khan song. Give me a little taste here, Robin. Did you turn me down again? Nope. Here we go. Why is it so? Ain't nobody got time Ain't for nobody this Nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody. Remember this song? Oh, I got to get my drums ready. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Yes, they do. All right, Tony Bruno. Let's yeah, get like on with song. the show. I, I like just like the word eat, too. I don't. I didn't say it on the air. I was talking about Jock and Con. It was before I'm not the saying I love the, the word. I'm just asking about it. Like, the same thing I would call a guy who stiffed me if I, I was a big fan. It's what people call athletes when they take their kids to a game and somebody's signing and then they, they hate that person for I don't hate Chaka Khan because she didn't sign. I thought it was a very C type of activity. You do know like men get called that too, right? Yes. Like if a, like if an athlete was getting ready to like Tony just said like getting ready to sign something and my kid was there with him and then, you know what happened? Did you get his autograph? No, I'm like, God, what a cunt. No, I would have said dick. Like, I, you, you, you I could, call him a dick. They do say we again. You say it back and forth. There's listen. Th- we get called horrible things too. It just so happens that there's one special just- word. For females, that sends them no, up through the I think freaking the, ceiling well, if here, you call them that. Robin actually, and I have had this discussion for years, and she used to get mad at me. And then she's turning on TV and watching all these women use the word, and then finally realized, hey, it's not like using the F word. It's not. You mean the F word as a gay slur? F no, word? it's not a gay slur. Joe and Calling Philly. a no, woman no, that I'm word. I'm trying to ask you what the F word is that you're referring to. The F-U-C-K? Yes, that okay. word, which is supposed to be the worst word you can use. And people use it routinely around their kids and everything else. Listen, I understand where the line is and what bad words are. I don't purposely use bad words on the show. I don't. I don't even say the F word on the show. You know what, Unless though? I'm really pissed off I, I at me. Dean, Dean <laughs> brings up a good point here. He would say that the F word, um, no, actually it was Joan Philly, that the F word that is a gay slur not the F-U-C-K, but is the, the, equivalent, of is the equivalent of a C word. Uh, I don't use to, that To what, word. to call a straight man the F word? Yeah. We rush it right off. 
Because unless you're a complete no. homophobe, unless you're a total homophobe, then you would take offense to it. But, but every but female takes offense to the C word. Why? Because it's really offensive. But it's what does outrage. it mean? I it has it, no I think, actual. I think it means so many there's different no things. There's no actual uh, textbook. Do you know what you could say to a man? It's not even words. Do you know what you could do to a man to, to, to be the equivalent of the C word? Spit at him. That's probably the equivalent of it. Because yeah. you're saying it like we're getting, it's like spitting in my face. That's how disgusting that word is. It is. I mean, because that's the most. Like, that's the worst you could do. You spit at someone. That's the worst you could do. It. <laughs> that. That's to me, all no holds barred. Gloves are off. Gloves are off. I was working as a uh, as a busboy years ago when I was like 15 years old. Uh huh. Long, long time ago. And uh, there was a couple that was sitting in in one of the booths. Another guy comes in, like an ex boyfriend or whatever it was. And there's and he's just just laying into her and laying into him and he's dropping everything or whatever and I start walking towards it and as soon as I get maybe within five feet of this guy to go grab him and throw him outside he spits on the guy I looked at him he looked at me I put my hands up and went do what you got to do do what you got and I, I let him fight uh, uh. you can't spit on someone you just you can't do it you spit on someone the gloves are off gloves are off. Well, you ever see women? Look at the internet. There's women fighting every night outside hair, of spitting, bars and stuff. yelling everything. Now, what about this though? What about what about C on C crime? Relax. Because yeah. women call women the C word all the time. Well, that doesn't I, make it I okay. don't. I don't. I would. I would. I, what would motivate me to call some another woman the C word? It would have to be something really bad, really, really, really bad. I mean, it's. It would be because you know how offensive it is to you. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't just throw it around there. I hold it for something special. <laughs> well, I, I hear you, Robin. Me too. You know, I don't just give it away anymore. Speaking of band, <laughs> speaking of band, band. Well, I'm going to ban the word. I mean, All right, what do you got? What do you got? We got, we got. People want people canceled. You know what the word now that you cannot use in public? It's worse than the c word. What's that? P, like please. Astros. Yeah, you can't Astros. use Astros. Did you see this story out on the no. West Coast? Woke little league parents out in L.A. Yeah. There's a couple of teams out in uh, Fullerton and in the LBC in Long Beach. I know Fullerton. I dropped a bundle on them over the weekend. No, not that Fullerton. Not Cal State. Okay. Well, that's the, that's the school. What You bet on a college basketball game, Cal State Fullerton? Yeah, why not? There's nothing going on late night. I hate to do it to you, man. It's a late night tilt, baby. Cal State Fullerton. Is I have an award upstairs that's from, from Cal Fullerton, State. Really? Yeah. I have, well, a, I have a threat hour negative deposit. <laughs> that's what I well, they're woke, they're woke out there. Because now, because of the cheating scandal that has affected the Houston Astros. Can't say Astros. They will now ban the names. That they will change the names of their teams. You know, there's a lot of teams that have Astros, right? It's a really? popular name. Yeah, it's a popular name. Started with the Astro. Remember, the Houston Astrodome. You know why it was named the Astrodome when they opened that baby? Why? Because it's where, the, it's where Houston is, where Mission Control is Astronauts. in Houston. Astronauts. You get it? Astronauts. Mission Control, Houston, we have a problem. Mm -hmm. I think that, and that's why when they came out, the Houston Astros were the Houston Colt Forty Five as a baseball team. That's where they started as the Houston Colt Forty Fives. Oh. So when they built the Astrodome, which was a, an amazing dome structure back in the day, I mean that was one of the original. I awesome saw it. Domes. I saw it up live. It yeah, it's still cool. up there, right next cool. to the new stadium. And so they called it the Astrodome, and they changed the name to the Houston Astros. And now you got all the Native American offensive ones, the Redskins, et cetera. But now Astros is Black offensive Hawks. because now when all little kids who never hear bad words, never see bad parenting, 
learn all the good and bad from their parents who don't pay attention to them and yell at the umpires at Little League games so because the parents think they know more. If you call somebody an Astro, that means you're calling somebody a cheater. Is that the exactly idea? Exactly right. So you're an Astro. Okay. About an asshole. I'm surrounded by assholes. <laughs> and so what are you they going to change? Astros. What would you change? Your, if, you're t- if you had a team called the Astros, your Little League team, because there's little, the Astros are everywhere. Yeah. Every, you go to any Little League, there's always going to be an Astros team. There's always going to be a Yankees. There's always going to be a Dodgers. Go back old school. Call them the Cole 45s. No, you can't do that. That's, that's yeah, gun. Yeah, because then there's guns that, Then you're talking about gun violence. A Colt 45 is a weapon Isn't of war. Isn't that also beer? Well, liquor, yeah, but that's good shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you had Billy to, D. Williams would sign mean, off on that. He was the smoothest brother in the galaxy, man, drinking Colt 45 malt liquor. Trevor Colt from the Toe 3 says, just change it a little bit and call them the Expos. Instead the of the Houston Astros, Expos? the Expos. Exposing people, I mean, that, that again, conjures up thoughts of uh, people exposing themselves. Joe and Philly, Tell them they can't play. Joe and Philly says the Astros' biggest problem is that every time somebody from the team speaks, they make the cheating situation worse. I agree. Their apology, apology tour was just gone. It keeps going awful. on. It's no. getting worse every day. I see Conrad in Vegas. Stars. Nothing offensive about stars. True. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a nice uh, name. The but Houston could, Stars. Uh, but if you sucked, you could be a falling star. That's true. <laughs> you could be a diva if you're a star, though. You call a kid a star too young, <laughs> you give him that mentality of, I'm a Mike, star, Mar- bitch. Mikey misses airplay says, so if I call some girl an astro cunt, is that even worse? Uh, come on Luigi, now, please, stop. It's not funny. It, it, it was no, a- he didn't. He didn't actually say it. Oh, I... Well, I- you Sorry, know, I, I'm I just... It was I, you, a cheating I'm like, C-U-N-T. Seriously. A cheating C-U-N-T. Okay, you can spell it out. All right, a cheating C-U-N-T. I'm sorry. Anyway, I can find a reason to ban any name and make it offensive if I want to. I gave it to you. The stars. That sounds innocent, right? It's innocent. It's very innocent. Stars. Stars are divas, a lot of them. Yes. You want your kid to learn Man, at a reaching. young age that they're a star when they really have no talent? When your kid strikes out every time up the up the bat, you're a star, son. You're a star. No, you're a loser. All right, here's you one. You can't hit the baseball. Here's one. Get off the field. <laughs> now here's one. The comets. Comets are good. Meteors. Comets are good. Comet. Not the meteors. Meteors will destroy your ass. I mean, we're all gonna comets die. Are good. A meteor is gonna take us all out eventually. Maybe not this generation, but that's how the Earth changes. The Houston comets. Or how about the rockets? Rockets are dangerous, Robin. Russia, Russia Rock- has rockets. Rockets could be used to transport nuclear devices, intercontinental ballistic missiles. And there already is a Houston rocket. How about, yes. how about the Houston PCs? <laughs> <laughs> now, what about a Mac? How about the Houston Mac? Yeah, it's true. Not a, remember those commercials? A Mac? I'm a Mac. I'm a PC. Remember mm-hmm. that? And then the there's guy? the whole Linux crowd, so, you know, exactly. we don't want to I'm not talking politically correct. The Houston PCs. <laughs> The Houston Comets are the team, the WNBA team, the Houston Comets. And so are the Houston Rockets, so they already took those away. Okay, you're right. The Comets, I wouldn't know the WNBA, so I apologize. Uh, I'm dying. What about the Houston Snickers? No, that's a cop. No, because that's that's a, a, a candy bar. I know, but they would have to pay the Snickers Mars company to. What happens if they just laugh a lot? Or the team's mascot is just some guy out there who just. How about the Houston we're here? How about that? How about just the Houstons? How about the Houston woke vegans? Somebody's got to use the name. Did All you right. see? Wait a minute. There's a, team, there's a team that changed their name last week, and now I, I didn't save that story. It's the coolest nickname, and it's minor league. Minor What's league that? baseball has the you coolest You can do whatever you want in the minor league. It's great. And I don't remember it now. It was a story from last week. 
I got to find that one. If somebody can remember it, the Houston Dreams is the strip club, though. You could have that. Not Hakeem the Dream, of course. No. Who was in Houston as well, as you well remember. As a rocket. Anyway. These are the new minor league names and logos for 2020. Okay, cool. There was a picture of a little kid wearing the jersey, and I'm trying to remember oh, what it okay. was. It was from last week. And. Uh, oh, no, this was December 7th. The minor league team changes name to the Sea Unicorns. Is that it? No, not C the Sea Unicorns. Sea Unicorns. With the C word or the S word? The CU, no, I didn't, no, that's not the one I saw. SCA. I saw it last week, and I can't think of it. I'll find it. But, you know, the, the, the best names and best nicknames are in, main, in minor league baseball. No doubt about it. Not the Fredericksburg Nationals. They're part of the Washington Nationals. Yeah, what's, what's the A up there? Was that the Austin Armadillos or something like no, that? No, no. Come on, man. Okay. So the, there's the Nationals, can, the Canapolis? No. K-A-N-N-A? This is the Amarillo Sod Poodles. Yes. Sod Poodles. The Amarillo, Texas Sod Poodles. Where the heck is Canapolis? I think that probably down near Maryland. Yeah. The Cannonballers. <laughs> Sorry. That was That's awesome. Uh, the Wichita Wind Surge. Wind Surge. What is a Sod Poodle? Danville sod Braves. Poodle, okay. Man. Well, the Braves. We have <laughs> sod that. Poodle, man. Um, sod Poodles are awesome. The Fort Myers Mighty Muscles. <laughs> Now, are they That's muscles? Cool. Are they steroid muscles or are they sea Marinara? Creature? Are they marinara? Are they the white sauce or the red uh, sauce? I like the I white when you put the pinto beans on the side. I know. Yeah, I like I that. that. I like too. that. Yeah. Okay. It's good stuff. So then we got the Winston-Salem Winston Salem Dash. Dash. That's not bad. That's all right. It's not bad. Okay. Then we got... That's They're not it. the Houston Poodles. They're the Amarillo Sod Poodles. Oh, I guess those Poodles. are the new ones. Those are the new ones, Robin. Yeah. Yeah. So there's So those are the only new ones. But if we're looking up at new names and new looks, <coughs> the, the miners branding. Oh, sod poodles are prairie dogs. That's what they are. Yeah. Yes, AJ exactly. saying, thank you, thank and you, you know, AJ. And you know what? Because you know, AJ sent me one of these. AJ sent this to me. Mm -hmm. See, we got that. There's there's the sod poodles already right there, right front front and center. The Houston Trump forty fives. <laughs> oh. I don't think that's gonna go over well. I don't think not it's on an president's outrage. not on not your president's day by Syracuse the way. Syracuse Mets. Yeah. The Rocket City Trash Pandas. Nice. I love that. Nice. I need a Rocket City Trash Panda hat. That is awesome. I want the that. Trash that is, I want a Rocket awesome. City Trash Panda hat. Trash that Pandas? Yeah, did, did, you see, did you see the new names for animals? No. You didn't see that? The Fayetteville Woodpeckers. That's Fayetteville, Robin. Fayetteville. There's a Sod Poodle. There's there it the is. We love the Sod Poodles. Robin, when you, when you get done this, pick, pull up new animal names. How about this one? The Rocky Mountain Vibes. I like that. Bruh. New animal names. You're going to love this. But we're, we're, right now, we're dealing with minor league teams. I understand that. Now go back to that one with the vibes. But that's what I, because the reason is because some of the names come from these. Like a porcupine is now called a stab rabbit. Is it really? <laughs> yes. Uh, so Las Vegas Aviators. No, go right the run before it. Go down a little. There you go. What is that called? The Rocky, the Rocky Mountain, Mountain Look at vibes. that. So it's a dude. It, you know what does what he have? You know what that looks like? That looks like a marshmallow uh, s'more. S'more. That looks. Like I a think s'more. that's the team before it, Robin. Go, go down. Keep scrolling down. No, that. The Nashville sounds were before it. So, what is the Rocky Mountain vibe supposed to be? It says it right there. See, you're looking at it. See, uh, it's it's the it's an offshoot of brainstorming related to the name Happy Campers. Which is a s'more because a s'more would s'more. work. That's a s'more. That's exactly what that thing is. That's a s'more, but they're called the vibes, which makes no sense. They should have been called. It's got the a s'mores. marshmallow on fire. And that's his hair. 
and then it's got the two, two graham, crackers, graham crackers squeezing it, but the dude seems happy, and he's throwing up a peace sign. So it means he's all smoked up on yeah. medicinal and recreational weed in the Rocky Mountain State. The Fresno Grizzlies? Yeah. 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 That's it. I like the trash panda. The I do, trash too. Pandas, I, the I raccoon is now a trash panda. I like the sod poodles. I, that was my adopted team last year. Yes. This year, I'm going to go with, where's the team now for the uh, trash cans? Yeah, the trash, the trash, trash panda. I want a trash panda hat. Where is that now? Or a shirt, at least. I mean, the Syracuse Mets? Is That's that all they can think of in Syracuse? For Rocket God's sake? City Trash Pandas. The Rocket City Trash Pandas. Yeah. I'm looking it up right now. I want, I, want, I want some kind of memorabilia. Now, what city is the Rocket City? That must be Houston, right? What else is the Rocket City? I don't know. Well, Huntsville, Alabama is a Rocket City. They're in Madison, Alabama. Down there in Alabama. Yeah, near, they're, uh, a w, they're the AA affiliate of your uh, Los Angeles, uh, Anaheim adjacent. Disneyland Angels. The Savannah what? What was the Savannah one, Robin? Sand Nats. So this is, I just, this is a website that I was looking at. The 25 coolest minor league baseball names. This is from 2011, though, so who knows if it's been changed. Well, a lot of them are defunct now. Yeah. The Vermont Lake Monsters, I think they got swallowed up. Um, hold on. Let's Lake keep Monsters. it. Uh, the Fort Wayne uh, tin, tin Caps. Caps. What? Savannah Sand Nats. Why would you call yourself a Sand Nat? I don't know. They're annoying. You ever have a seriously Sand Nats? They're really st- annoying. I hate to do it to those people. But I got to give him one of these. Look at that hat, dude. That hat's pretty awesome. Going to be hard to top the side, the side poodles. There it is, man. That's a pretty badass hat, bro. That is. That's a pretty badass hat, man. So where's Rocket City's down near Huntsville, probably, right? South in Alabama, uh huh. Well, Huntsville, Alabama is also another military installation where they have rockets. They shoot up rockets and shit. You know what I'm saying? I hate. You. Not the Michigan City Wolverine testicles. No, that's not a new team. <laughs> Although it would be good. Speaking of uh, basketball, while well, we're talking baseball, did you see what's uh, – and now that the All-Star game is over, mm-hmm. we would like to thank the Cleveland Cavnots, not the Cavaliers. <laughs> they should change their name. The Cleveland Cavaliers should change their name from the Cavaliers, which pretty much describes that franchise, unfortunately, other than the LeBron era and a couple mm-hmm. of moments in between. Mm-hmm. The Cavnots. You know what their record is right now, right? 14 and 40, the Cleveland Cavaliers. There's only one team worse, and that's the Golden State Warriors because their entire team has been decimated or traded away. So now, before they resume play following this All-Star break, John Beeline. You remember John Beeline? Great college coach, right? One of the all-time greats was at Michigan. He went to final, not final. He did go to a final four a few years ago. Remember? So John Beeline, yeah, Michigan went to a... uh, Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, they did. They did. And Beeline did a great job. He went to the the tournament the last four years at Michigan. And then, of course, because he was a hot college coach and an older guy who's been around for a while, he gets some teams looking at, hey, how about bringing John Beeline? He he works with young players. And Cleveland's got a lot of young players because they traded away pretty much every asset. And so they thought he would come in and be able to deal with with the younger players just out of college. Remember, he was just coaching college up until a year ago. That's good. That's good theory. So they bring him in. And now all of a sudden, they want him out. His record in college was 571 wins, 325 losses, pretty good. which is pretty damn good. It's like 660%. And now all of a sudden, he's had some issues there too. So the amazing thing about college coaches going to the NBA, most of them fail. Most of them fail hard. Mm-hmm. Very few of them make the transition from college 
And so now, obviously, well, Brad Stevens is, is one coach. Yeah, Brad done. Stevens. He's, he's one name in a slew of others that have not been able to But do he it. also didn't get a bad, really, really bad, bad team to work with. <laughs> the Florence Yalls? Is that what you're talking about? No, that's not. No, it's. There's I don't a, even know if it's a baseball There's team. also the Albuquerque Isotopes. No, they've been okay. there for a while. Okay. But the Florence but the, Yalls. Is, yeah, Frontier League team names itself the Florence Yalls. Yalls. Like, Yalls. see y'all later. Or in Pittsburgh, they could be the Uses or Yins. Or the, no, the Pittsburgh Yins and the South Philly Uses. The South, South Philly Uses. You get it? The New York Utes. Yeah. And John Beeline, you know, he's been around basketball for a long time. And so he was recruited. He became a hot NBA property. Atlanta, mm-hmm. you know, the Atlanta Hawks were thinking about him. And so they hire him in Cleveland because of his ability, supposedly, to recruit kids, and he doesn't have to recruit in the NBA. He just has to coach young players. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he's far removed from young players. He was just at Michigan a year ago. So they hire him in Cleveland to be the new coach, and it's not, we're halfway through the season, and they're already both trying to figure out a way to get out of this relationship. Yeah, it's not working. And now you got rumors that Jay Wright is being wooed by the Knicks to, to that's, leave Villanova. That's interesting. That's very interesting, Tony, because if you're Jay Wright, again, you got your own ticket written over there in, in Villanova. You don't have to worry about anything. You're not going anywhere. You're not right. getting fired. Exactly. Right? You've, you've been named the coach of the decade. You're a Hall of Fame he's coach. He's a Hall of Fame coach. We should get him on. If he's got to leave. Well, he doesn't right. have to leave. I, mean, I would say if he's got no, – right. If, if he if, – let me, if let me, he let me rephrase that. If he feels that he's ready to go to the NBA, because that's when he'll be able to go, whenever he decides he wants to go. I mean, the Knicks is kind of hard to pass up, man. That's a, that's, a, that's a hard job to pass up. I mean, all the prestige that goes along with it. And, he, and even if things don't go well, he can go right back to, to NCAA and get his job right back. I would take the Knicks over the Sixers' job. I don't the know about that. The prestige in New York, Tony? There's no prestige to have a, one of the worst franchises in the NBA. No. You know, the amazing thing is the Knicks are still the most valuable franchise in the NBA. Did you realize that? Yes. And it's not because of their roster. It's because it's New York. It's Madison Square Garden. It's the biggest city in the country. And interestingly enough, I saw this list last year about all of these different franchises. The top 10 most valuable franchises in the NBA. You know who's not in the top 10 most valuable franchises in the NBA? The 76ers. Toronto made it in there. I was going to ask. Let me see if I can take a shot at the top 10. Knicks number one. I don't have the order because I did it last week. Let me me see if I can can, can just skip the 10 teams. The Knicks, both L.A. teams, Clippers, Lakers. And the Clippers just made it. Barely. Right. Not just. I mean, no, because they were sold, but and their in. value is over over $2 billion. Okay. Uh, the Houston Rockets. Yep. How about the Brooklyn Nets? Brooklyn Nets are in there. Toronto Raptors, who were, Raptors were not in. in there, now are in there. Okay. Even though they lost Kawhi. Remember, it's 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 the only franchise in, in, in Canada. What about? And it's very valuable. The Spurs? No, the Spurs are not okay, in there. Okay, all right. Spurs are uh, Golden State Warriors? Yes, the Warriors are in there, and one of the reasons, even so though they're all bad three this California year, California teams. Okay, the reason, well, Sacramento. Sacramento, no, 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 no. Sacramento is a California team, right, unfortunately. Right. Sorry about that. Uh, the Sixers are not in, but Sixers are worth around two bills. So it's not like they're worthless. Remember, these teams, the Sixers were were sold dirt cheap, right? And this group that just bought them a few years ago, just when these crew, these guys bought them, they knew they were going to make a lot of money, and it's not just about rosters. Because, you know, the Sixers were terrible a couple years ago. And so when you look at the Knicks, they're terrible right now. Mm-hmm. But they're still the most valuable franchise in the, in the NBA because it's New York. 
because they play in Madison Square Garden, the world's second most famous arena. The Nets are in there in Brooklyn. The Clippers are in there in the Mavericks and the Heat. Oh, yeah, Dallas. Dallas is worth a lot. And then you have the Miami Heat. Even though the Miami Heat, they have a new building, and it's it's really the only franchise. I mean, look at Orlando. All the success, all the great players they've had. Mm-hmm. The Shaq and Penny era when they should have, could have, would have. Remember, they were supposed to win a championship. <laughs> they could never get it And then Shaq there. gets wooed away by the Lakers. A lot of people are starting to make the comparison. Are, are, are you know, it's Shaq and Penny. Is that is that Embiid and Simmons? The, a lot of woulda, coulda, shoulda, and it just never happens. Well, we don't know. We'll see what happens. We don't know yet. We, they got maybe about two, three more years left total to, to, to get this thing figured out. We'll see what happens. But it's starting to have that feel to it. Exactly. But the Cavaliers, John Beeline, you know what? I, I know John Beeline a little bit. I've interviewed him a bunch of times. This is the problem with the NBA, is that the NBA wants these coaches to think that that is the ultimate stage for a coach. And for some coaches, it's not. Some coaches are better being in college. You look at some of the greats. Bobby Pitino. Bobby Knight, right? Rick Pitino. Rick Pitino went to the NBA, and he failed miserably. Couldn't hack it, right. A bunch of guys have gone to the NBA. There's one guy who I thought was going to go, and he didn't go. And that's Shaka Smart. Shaka, no, but he's bouncing around in college. No, he's too, he's not bouncing around anymore. He's, he's been with Alabama. He's turned that program up. No, but he was what at Virginia for what? Not Virginia. Uh, VMI. VMI. Virginia no, VCU. Excuse me. VCU. VCU. He was a Virginia yeah. Commonwealth. University. Exactly, and he, he took them to a the long tournament time. He every made year. them relevant. Absolutely. And it was those were the two popular names. It was Shaka and Brad Stevens. Shaka, Brad Stevens, and then he left VCU for the Alabama coaching job. Now I don't know if he left anything on the table as far as NBA goes, but Brad Stevens obviously made the jump and a successful one at that. But Shaka didn't make it in there. I, but I always thought Shaka was one of those coaches, again, young coach, could adapt to the players that are playing, the, the young guys in the NBA right now, strong message, good guy, locker room guy. I thought, I thought Shaka might Shaka get Shaka Smart's at Texas. He's at Texas now. Okay, yeah. he was so I tell you, he's bouncing around in oh, college. Oh, I'm sorry. Alabama. What am I thinking? I'm thinking of, um, oh, God, who's that the, the small little point guard for the San Antonio Spurs? Avery, Avery, uh, Avery Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, Avery Johnson. That's who I'm saying. Sorry about that. Tom Izzo is a, co- is a great college coach. You look around. There's a lot of college coaches that are great college coaches that make more money than they can ever want and don't want to go through the nonsense yeah, of, of, of coaching. In the, they'll make millions of dollars in the NBA, too. But to me, the NBA, the difference is once a kid, even if he's a kid that was in Michigan and he coached John Beeline, coached him, once he gets to the NBA, forget it. So, yeah, his, the attitudes change. Because the money. And, yeah, they get a lot of money. And now they don't listen. A lot of them don't listen to their coaches. And you know, and then Beeline said something stupid to his players in the locker room. So that marriage has been bad since day one. That's a bad marriage. I'm not saying Beeline's the perfect guy. I'm just saying the thought was come out of college, Hall of Fame career as a college coach, make the next step up. That's why I would. I I don't think Jay Wright will coach in the NBA. He's had so many opportunities. He could pick his pick his team. He should go to Murray State. No, he shouldn't go Murray to Murray State, State, baby. My racers. Uh, you just you just put your chair down, didn't you? Mm-mm. It's been the same. What's the matter with you? I swear to God, Robin, why? So anyway, speaking of... Uh, yeah, I didn't move that. I haven't touched anything today. I got a rip of uh, Rob Manfred, too, today. <laughs> I mean, speaking I know... Uh, hanging fruit. I, yeah, I know it's not just... Uh, I did a poll. I posted a poll last night when I was sitting down here working. It's an interesting it. poll. Well, it's an interesting poll because it's obvious that there's a slam dunk winner right now because of the current situation. Right. So I posted, let me just say this, first of all, 
I think all four major sports in this country, baseball, basketball, hockey, and uh, football, have a, a bad situation now. It's never, there's never been a worse time in American sports for commissioners. Because Gary Bettman of the NHL obviously has been held in low regard for decades since he's been the NHL commissioner. But because the NHL doesn't get the love, you know, people, the only people who really go crazy are hockey fans. Whenever he goes to the NHL Stanley Cup Finals, yeah, they and boo, hand, they boo him, no matter what city is. So it's not like one city doesn't like Gary Bettman. It's not like all NHL fans are now trained and realize that Gary Bettman's not a great commissioner. Right. Then you had Adam Silver, who five months ago was on the number one shit list because of how he handled the whole China thing. That he basically allowed LeBron and all these other guys to go over to China diss the United States, and then basically side with the Chinese government because of their love for Nike. Yeah, that was pretty weak. And they all copped out, and Adam Silver copped out too. So Adam Silver, by the way, doesn't get a pass as a great commissioner. No, 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 he doesn't. Right now he's the best of the four because we know that Roger Goodell in the NFL has his problems with discipline and how to deal with things in his league and how to determine which guy should get which punishment for which crime. I mean, there's just no rhyme or reason with Roger Goodell. And obviously, he's another guy who's just, he's a puppet for the owners. Yes. I mean, the owners pull his strings. He works for the owners. He doesn't work for the players. So, Roger Goodell has his issues. But there's no doubt that a guy who has really catapulted himself to the number one spot on Casey's top ten and top four right now has to be Rob Manfred. Remember, the last couple of years, only people who follow baseball closely even knew that Rob Manfred was the commissioner of baseball. Can we throw Luck from the XFL in there soon? No, and Oliver Luck's doing a good job. He's doing a good job, Tony. So yeah, far, so far, so good. Two guys, weeks, so far, so good. Yeah, no, you can't put him in there. I mean, yeah. look at soccer, what's going on with soccer. You got it's the most the, corrupt organization on the planet. You got a team now banned for two years, and nobody wants to ban the uh, Houston. Nobody wants to take the stupid uh, Houston Astros championship trophy. This is where Rob Manfred, every time he speaks, this is a smart man. Yeah. This isn't some dope that they throw up at a podium. Rob Manfred yesterday keeps making baseball embarrassing every day. Forget about making America great again. He's making baseball embarrassing every day. That's pretty bad. The last thing he said yesterday was, well, what are we going to do? Take away a metal trope, a metal piece of metal. Because there are people saying to him, you know what? Why don't you just strip the Houston Astros of their Champions World Series, right? He says, what are, what's going to happen if we just take away a piece of metal? That's what he refers to the baseball trophy. It is a piece of metal, but, but it's it, not a piece of metal. It's a symbol of championship that they won by cheating. But and again, I'm not a moral cop here. But if it's just a piece of metal, then what's the big deal? That's my point. So why would you even use that terminology to describe a championship? Because he's an idiot. That some people think should be stripped away. They're not going to strip away the piece of metal. You saw what happened today in Anaheim, or actually in Arizona, where the Angels are training at their training camp. Who's the best player in baseball? Mike Trout. Mike Trout was asked about the Astros thing today, and he pulled no punches. And Trout's one of those guys. He's not one of those woke, you know, I'm going to make comments every week on everything in politics and everything in sports. He was just asked a question, and he said, I think the ring should be taken away from the Astros players involved. Agreed. And I think their mm -hmm. championship should be taken Agreed. away. Yeah. And that's what he said. Simple as that. And he's not one of those slam-the-table guys, I want this, that, or the other. No, he's not doing the Cody Bellinger thing. Exactly. So, to me, 
Rob Manfred could make this a lot easier for himself and the sport as they're getting ready to start another season. Now, I have a question. By not being a pussy. Now, that's a word we can use, right, Robin? that's fine. We can call Rob Manfred a pussy? Now, I have a question. What's the difference between a pussy and that other word? A big, a lot of difference. There's no difference. It's the same thing. One you want to get into, the other one you'll never get (laughs) if you use the word, okay? So now, here's a a question. That's a good answer right um, The taking away the rings and the championship... Does the the um, the players' union do they have anything? Can they have any say over that at yes. all? Yes, yes. Why it's not happening? I said it, la- I said it no, last I know that, week. I know on that this show. financially, like finding them, the players' union would have a big say over that. But taking away their championship or their rings would that also be as much of a say for the players' union? Of course, the players. Are so- I said this last week on this show. I said the one thing about baseball and football and all these other sports, they all have a union. When you think of unions, you think about the guy who's not making $15 an hour working in the same shop where the guy's making $25 an hour. Not that kind of union. Those unions are important to protect all workers' rights. But when you're in baseball and you're making $30 million a year, you don't really need your union to make sure that your salary exactly. is commensurate with the other guys because it right. doesn't have to be. The best players get the most money. That's how it works in the real when a player is a more important player than a guy who sits on the bench. But the players' union will fight for them no matter what. Even as, as wrong, they're like the defense, the criminal defense attorney Very who true. has mm-hmm. to take an absolute, no doubt about it, mass murderer who was caught red-handed and still defend his rights and claim that he's innocent until proven guilty. That's the, that's the, part, that's the part that sucks, Robin, is that no matter how guilty the, the Houston Astros are, the, the, the union is going to stand up and fight for them no matter what. Yeah. And, and, and they, have, they have no choice. They have to do it. Well, I understand, I, but there are certain things that I don't think it – yeah, well, anyway. Yeah, no, I mean, morally, it's, it's – I understand fucked, them but. fighting for financial stuff, but as far as the championship and the rings, they the union should not have a say whether that should be – can or cannot be taken away from them because this is about – MLB as a whole, not about the individual players in that particular. They're not fighting for the individual players' finances or. This has st- nothing to do with money. What Robin. happened? Yeah. What happened? This has nothing to do with what money. What the Houston Astros did was the worst thing that's ever happened in professional sports. It's worse than Pete Rose betting on baseball. It's worse than the steroid era. It's the worst thing that's ever. I'm not saying sports. It's the worst thing that's ever happened to Major League Baseball in history. It's worse than the Black Sox scandal. It's 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 number one. Because they were literally getting the no, pitches. No, I, I know. But but it's the worst thing that has come out. And I think that that's the problem is that there's, well, there is uh, – the, the thought is that there are people in the organization that realize that this – they were not the only ones that did this. It's they're the only ones that got caught. And that's the problem, I oh, think. Oh, um, yeah. It, it's, it's the worst thing that's – you're right. It's the worst thing that's come out. But this is simple. This is a simple fix. This is it's Rob Man. Dunk. Rob Manfred is not going to survive this. Let me just tell you that right he's now. He's got to resign, don't you think? Absolutely. Because what he's done is he now has put himself into a corner as a commissioner that not many people know, but every time he speaks, he's acting like a guy who has no idea what's going on. He doesn't know anything about the players. The only way you fix this, and I have nothing against the Houston Astros, the players, anybody, banging on trash cans. I, I know the argument, while well, everybody cheats, they got caught. But here's the problem. When you cheat and you get caught, you must pay a penalty. Yes. Yes, exactly. When, when USC, when, when Pete Carroll was at USC turning his head 
to Reggie Bush's family being put up in a beautiful mansion up in Orange, down in Orange County and Reggie Bush driving around in a super sports car when you're not supposed to play the, pay the players. And then Pete Carroll has the audacity, well, I don't know what's going on with my players when Reggie Bush is pulling into the USC training facility at, at uh, brand new Hummer. Yeah, not a Hummer. He's like a, a Terrestre Fer- a Ferrari, for God's sake. He wasn't pulling in in a Dodge Dart. So when the player, when the, when the coach, and guess what Pete Carroll got as a result? He got to go and coach the Seattle uh, Seahawks, Seahawks. And they took, a, they took a Heisman Trophy away from Reggie Bush. They took national championships away from USC. They took bowl game wins away from USC. And they took away the national championships. And so that's how you send a message. And they took away scholarships, which hurt the team's ability to go out and recruit players for a couple of years. And they so they stealing. punished the organization that was involved in the scandal. And they weren't stealing signs. They were just paying players. Exactly, which is against the rules. And, and Dean, I, again, I, I love him. I love him. Dean, I love you. But you're telling me about selective morality, about everybody cheats, and they, they're just the ones that get caught. What they did as far as stealing signs was they took stealing signs and put steroids into it. Yep. It but there's just, indication just, that a lot of teams were doing the exact same te- thing. But they it's didn't win just, the World they Series. Didn't win the World they didn't Series. win. I know, but they but they could have. Who? Yeah, the Yankees could have won it. The Red yeah. Sox could have won it. Yeah, those so are the teams the, that are the most pissed off. The point here is that because this is uh, because it's illegal, they're not allowed to do it. Somebody has to be made a, an and, example and of. And the and what they're yes. saying in Houston is that they already held the manager accountable. The Red Sox manager got fired. The Astros manager got fired. Their general manager got fired. Alex Corey got fired right away. And and they should have been fired. Mm -hmm. But now when the players are saying, well, you know, we didn't really know, that's bullshit. Of course they did. And don't give me that other teams do it. If other teams get caught, they should be punished too. You have to have rules. It's why we have criminals running through the streets and going into stores and stealing shit and running out because they know you can't get in trouble if you steal anything that's under $950. You're, bas- you're basically telling criminals, here's the game plan. We're not going to arrest you. We're going to let you out on bail. If you're in jail, we're going to release you. And then you're going to go out and commit another crime, and then we're going to release you again, and then you're going to go out and commit another crime. Has the whole world gone crazy? Exactly. Am I the only one around here who gives a shit about the rules? No, Seriously. I am. That was me last week, right, on the show. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, look, Robin, you're right. Not the only team to ever do it. Not the only team that was doing it like this. But, unfortunately, they were the ones who got caught, and they got caught on the biggest right. possible stage. And now they're trying to do everything. Like, again, Altuve saying well, – or, or, I'm sorry, Correa was saying about Altuve, it's a bad – uh, it was it was a a, a mess a tattoo that wasn't finished and it was collarbone. That's why yeah, they were, like yeah. he's thinking about that as he's rounding the bases during the World Series. Like don't rip my shirt off because of that. Yeah. No, it's because there's a goddamn it's microphone like, underneath your. Shirt. Stop making really bad excuses, people. Because I know Reggie been... Bush voluntarily. Of course, he wasn't arrested. He didn't commit a crime. But Reggie Bush had to give up his high. He said, "You know what? Whatever. I wasn't supposed to do this. I took money. I did what I did. Here, you want this back? Is this what's going to make it okay?" Take it back. And here's Joe the thing. in Philly and says, you want a fitting, fitting punishment for Houston? Don't take away the trophy. We can't pretend they didn't win. Make the ineligible, make them ineligible for the playoffs for three years and make them default 30th pick in the draft for three years. But again, this goes back on what Tony was saying before. And I'm, I'm with this because I'm all about taking away postseason rights. Then you punish all the fans. Then you're, exactly. punishing, right. then you're punishing the entire right. fan. And, 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 and then you shouldn't do that. And that means that no one's going to go through the turnstiles. Right. I mean, a guy gets caught with uh, performance-enhancing drugs. There's there's levels of punishment. First offense is 30 days, whatever it is, and 50, and 80. Then, and then you're out of the league. And then you're out of the first season. 
So you have to have a system of punishment that's right. predetermined I agree. on the crime. I agree. Baseball I- play. Remember, the Black Sox scandal back in the day. Those guys cheated. They got stripped of everything. They were banned from baseball. Nowadays, yep. you know, nowadays there are people getting thrown out of the league. Minor leaguers are testing positive for dope, and then they get suspended, and then they eventually come back. So if you don't have a system of laws when it comes to cheating where your team won a championship, look what just happened in Europe. They just banned a team for two seasons. A soccer team banned for two seasons, not allowed to not even allowed to play games. That's, that's See, here's, the, here's what I I think that what you were saying is uh, that any of these suggestions where it would end up punishing the fans, mm-hmm. you can't do. You can't punish the fans. It needs to be something immediate where the p- people that were involved are affected. So the people that got fired, they were fired. Now, the players, that's a different problem because they're under contract. They, they're on different teams, as you mentioned several times. So there has to be something that the players that were involved get punished without punishing the fans. Okay, I'll well, give you the story right here. This just happened last week. Manchester City, right? Major, major soccer club. Manchester City is a huge, huge, big right? time, Tony. Manchester City is now a tainted champion. This story just happened last week. They were transformed. Remember, they were well, they were the little sister of the poor. Manchester United was the big team, right? right. Mm-hmm. Man City was a team that never was winning, and they sucked. And then they got a lot of support. And then the Emirates uh, from Abu Dhabi was the guy who pumped right. money into Pumped them. Money. And now the UEFA Champions League showed there was a price to pay for misleading the government body of European soccer. If you don't play by the rules, you don't get to play in the Champions League. For two, season in Man- for two seasons in Manchester City's case, it doesn't matter whether the coach is the coach of the year or some of the world's most expensive players are on your team. The team is banished, a wealthy, powerful club, from its elite competition. That's a test of resolve. That's the mm-hmm. way you punish an organization. You tell these sons of bitches, you're not going to get to play soccer in our league for two years, wow. not two weeks, not two months, not two games. Those players are affected. Everyone's exactly. affected. Exactly. They, they, they've ruled yeah, with an Yeah, except iron that's fist. the team. So what happens if one of the players that was involved is on a different team now? See, there you run into those issues. They might exclude him from play, being able to play. They oh. would say that he, that player may, cannot play. He's not eligible to play. I think financially is the only way that you can have it be done to an injury. The team needs okay. to hurt you wanna, financially. You want to say it never happened? The Sheik finally hit the fan before the Manchester City. Let me the just the tell Sheik you that right now. The hit the fan. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're just saying crazy stuff to take away, take away the salary for the year. All, I'm, all I know is right now is that somewhere Pete Rose, is Pete Rose, Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa are all sitting around going, just put us in the Hall of Fame then. Yeah. You might as well just put us in the Hall of Fame I then. Totally the, agree. The, you might as well, if, if they let this stand, please open the doors and put those guys rightfully in Cooperstown immediately where they belong. You agree, Tony? Immediately. Yeah. Now, of course, there are people saying, well, they, they've only been banned from the, uh, from the Champions League. They can still play in the other leagues that they play in the FA Cup and the uh, cares about that the Champions e- League is where it's at for them. Exactly. That's their biggest that's their biggest draw, it's their biggest deal, it's what they play for. So the players won't be out of work for 2 years is my point. Right. And the team won't be disbanded for 2 years. They're just not allowed to play in the Champions League. Which by the way is a huge flipping deal over there in Europe. Exactly. It's huge the biggest uh, cup they uh, have. It's huge. Next to the Euro Cup. 
So it says the loss of Champions League television and prize money alone, almost 100 million euros last season, will prove costly to the city's domestic mission to provide a greater challenge to Liverpool next season. So this wow. isn't just about, you know, well, they're going to get, get, get to play in other leagues and they get to play, you know, for the uh, FA Cup and all the other crap. This is destroying a local economy. And, Dean, you're right, too, by the way. That's in the, that, um, I, was, I misspoke. It's in the EPL. So, yeah, I'm sorry. You just made a exactly. correction. So. It's okay. Yeah, I know. I was just, you know, you want to correct the mistakes. That's all. We're fact But just because you got a rich sheik, Arab sheik, to throw a lot of money at you, and then your organization cheats, doesn't mean that you can buy your way out of a scandal. Correct. You shouldn't be able to buy your way out of a cheating scandal. No, something has to happen. You, you, you can't allow it. And then the best part is, the best part is, is that Manfred goes out and says that anyone who throws at a Houston Astros player yep. will be penalized financially. So not only are you not doing anything to the guys who cheated, but if anyone wants to sit there again, baseball polices itself. If anyone throws, deliberately throws at a Houston yeah, you Astro, you're going to you you're gonna find them. You can't do that. that. The deliberately throwing at somebody should be banned no matter what. It doesn't matter well, what. Because, because should, somebody can seriously get hurt. Here's the thing. You should That's say it's just... No, I stupid. agree with you, Robin. I think it's stupid. But you should, it should say that if anyone throws at anyone, you yes, should be penalized. exactly. But no, it's if anyone throws at a Houston Astro, yeah. they're penalized. No, it my should dog be across Well, he put himself in a really bad spot. Yes, he did. Because that is one of the unwritten rules of baseball. My number one pet peeve of baseball when we talk about unwritten rules. It's the one that got me in trouble on Twitter because I hate it regardless of the team involved or the players involved. Is the gutless managers of major league teams – Basically tell their pitchers when to throw at a guy. Mm -hmm. You know, the pitchers don't decide, hey, yeah, uh, my guy got plunked last uh, inning. The manager tells him, the pitching Yo, coach, go out there and pull him you got to go out and, uh, you know, knock him down next time. Not yep. throw at his head, not hurt him. And so this is where Rob Manfred has pretty much sealed his fate as the commissioner of Major League Baseball. He will now not survive this because he's referring to the baseball championship trophy as a piece of metal. And he's referring to the situation where you have players who are not being held accountable for their actions and guys making excuses for these players. When you hear players on other teams saying, you know what, they should be held accountable, it's unfortunate. The franchise has to be held accountable. Well, something needs to be done. It needs to be done immediately because the more time it passes, the, the worse it looks. And this guy, there's no way he can keep his job. No, he's done. He has pretty much cemented his... There's no way Rob Manfred makes it to opening day. And again, I have no personal animosity. I don't even know the guy. I'm looking at this from a, you're a leader of a league or a sports team, and you have to come out and, and get people to believe that you really matter and that what you're saying is important. When you refer to the trophy as a piece of metal and taking it away does nothing, that means you have no idea yeah. of what you're doing. You know, there's a lot of teams out there that are fighting every day for that for that piece of metal. That's what all these people show up for in the stands to watch your, to watch their team hoist that piece of metal. Now, Tony, I get that the players' union, the players' association, uh, would fight for. But they can't prevent the commissioner from taking away a championship. They can't prevent that. There's no way That's, the players' union. Was my question. No, they can't. Okay. The players' association. Once the commissioner is the poobah, he's the grand authority. So he's like he the, says, you know what, here's what judge. I'm going to do as the commissioner of my league because I don't want this to become a long, it's never-ending story. This story should have been put to Ooh. bed early. I love that movie, by the way. Ooh. What, never-ending story? No, Cujo says, Cujo no says, can the players, are the, can, you think the players would strike the entire season until something is done? 
No. No. Because they want to get paid. These guys are signing $30 million a year contracts. You think Zach Wheeler well, now cares he's pitching for the in? Phillies? Because all these players that are speaking up about saying something should be done, but yet no one's doing anything about it. So isn't that kind of... Well, I think they realize that something Being should be done, but then in, but in on behind the scenes, they also don't want too much to be looked into because of the fact that there's a really good likelihood that more teams have been doing this for years and years yeah, and that years. They're not, the players are not going to unify and strike because one team got caught cheating. Okay. Because what happens if one of those guys who's actually on strike is then linked to yeah, another again, cheating scandal. There's cheating and there's really cheating. Like, yeah. They were really, really cheating. The player, you know what? The players can sue the... Here, here's what they do. Then the players shouldn't be asked. It doesn't matter what the players think then. Because if the players aren't going to stand in solidarity to, to fix the problem... Then they are. The you, got the pro- you got top players. You got Mike, Mike Trout today said that they should have their rings taken away and their championship taken away. Right, but he's not doing anything about it. What can he do? He's well, a yeah, player. He you know, can't do anything That means about he's it. not going to go out in solidarity of these guys. No, but the players can sit there and go, you know what? We're not taking the field until something's done. Yeah, that's not going to happen. They're not going to do that. Why would they do that? That means you, it shows if you really care about it. If you're that's not bullshit. They're not going to do that. They're all in the same boat. Yeah, there would there, there be no way because then they're, they're punishing all of the fans for something that the well, Astros... that's how you get Manfred fired. Manfred should resign because he's incompetent. He has already proven that he's incompetent. He is, he is, he's a rudderless captain. He's a, he's a captain of a ship that doesn't have a, a rudder. He has no idea what he's doing. Every time he talks, he proves it furthermore. And again, not a personal thing. I don't know him. I mean, remember, Roger Goodell, people were ripping him. He was making decisions on, on players' conduct and Correct. whether who should be suspended and who shouldn't be suspended and what was a crime and what was not a crime. He was not using the legal system where guys were in trouble for domestic abuse Guys were caught on video doing crazy stuff involving women. He was the one who made the decisions before due process in the court of law. That's the problem a commissioner has. If one of your athletes who works for you is going to jail because he committed allegedly has been indicted for a crime, a real crime, not a crime in your sport where you're stealing signs, a crime in the world of judicial process, and then you step in and say before the, before the courts have a way to deal with with somebody who's facing criminal charges, that you make a decision on that player before or afterwards, that's where a commissioner's skating on thin ice. Because a commissioner can't say, well, you know, that guy may be going to prison for a long time, but I still want him to play in the league until that happens. Remember, when Michael Vick got accused, he was, he was banished from the league immediately. And then he did his crime. People were saying, there's no way Michael Vick did it. And then when they finally the evidence came out, Michael Vick went to prison, came back, and got a chance to play again. So there's two different rules. There's the rules of the sport or the organization you work for, and then there's the rules of law, which is what involve you going to jail for a crime as opposed to having a ring taken away from you. Right, or a stupid piece of metal. Exactly, stupid piece of metal. So that's the interesting thing. And Goodell crossed the line when he didn't know what to do with players who are in legal trouble when it comes to whether they should be allowed to play in the league while fighting charges of criminal misconduct. Right, whether they're, they're under the, uh, the microscope of the uh, exactly. judicial system. You know, and the baseball, Cujo points out, baseball came together. They made the – remember the, the whole steroid era? They were both complicit. The owners and the players were both complicit. Both the owners were making a lot of money when guys were juicing up because people were filling up the seats again. And the players were risking their own long-term health 
by juicing up to make a lot of money and to hit a lot of home runs and to get paid ridiculous amounts of money. But again, no one else will say this. No one else will really come out and say it, but let's be honest. It saved baseball. It did. Steroids but, saved baseball. But the they point, did. But here's the point I'm trying to make here. Go ahead. Is that they were both? This was. I'm a not collusion. disagreeing. I'm not going. This was collusion. You. Right. The players didn't care about taking the steroids because they were making more money. Sure. The owners didn't care about the players taking steroids because they were filling the seats again and making more money. Exactly. So both teams benefited from the steroid era. Both sides benefited from the steroid era. Then after all the the Barry Bonds, a Hall of Fame, when these guys who were real Hall of Famers were being kept out of the Hall of Fame, and guys who were had never hit 50 home runs ever and hit hit 50 home runs in one year were realized that they were doing it because they were juiced, the players and the management came together and said, let's start punishing people for this. They had to agree to it. Guys were, guys were lives were being ruined. Guys were making a lot of money and then couldn't walk five years later. Well, what about that guy who comes, out and, who comes up as a relief pitcher? I forget his name, but they mentioned him. He goes out there in one-third of an inning. He came up in the minor, from the minor leagues. And in a third of an inning, he got absolutely shelled by the Astros. I mean, they ripped him to pieces. Got sent down, never came back up. He's suing the league. He's suing Major League Baseball for ruining his career. Yeah, but that's but see now those are those are you know what he's ever has every right to do it. That law he's not going anywhere with that lawsuit. All right, so let me. That's uh, not the point. The hey. point is the commissioner has to be the guy who makes the yes. rules, and and they have to agree to it legally. Remember the the, the 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 commissioner is the boss, but there are also rules in play with the Major League Baseball Players Association. So they have to agree to rules. But when it comes to this thing, there are no rules. You cheat, you're wrong. There's no rule that says you're allowed to cheat, mm-hmm. and we're going to let you slide this time. So my point is, he is putting his own neck on the noose here, and he is tightening the noose every single time that he speaks about this debacle. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to... Hey, Tony, how's it going? AJ in San Antonio. What's going on down there, man? You ready for another season of Sod Poodle Baseball? <laughs> uh, we got Sod Poodle action coming up in two months, Tony. I'm looking forward to it, actually. Beautiful, man. What about the uh, those other great minor league teams we're talking about? If you're going to go down to uh, you're going to go down to Huntsville, Alabama, and watch the uh, what do they call the, the trash y'alls? pandas, baby? No, not the trash pandas. The y'alls. That's not that's not the Alabama team. Uh, we, yeah, the Al- we got a trip. No, it's a Tennessee. We got a Triple A team. team down here. We got a Triple A team down here. I think they're a Milwaukee Brewer affiliate. They're doing pretty good. What team is that? Hey, well, they've still kept the team. We've had a team called the Missions for about oh since eighteen eighty eight. But seems like every five or so years they change affiliation. For the longest time, they were the Dodgers. The Dodgers. And, and the Dodgers, and then I mean, we had everybody come through here: Fernando Valenzuela, you know, mm-hmm. you, you name Oral Hershiser, all the greats. But I was caught. I, I'm in total agreement with this. Baseball has just really turned this whole investigation into a clusterfuck. Absolutely. Pardon my, pardon my French, but uh, just, don't say, just don't say the c word. You can use all the other words. Uh, yeah. See you next Tuesday, right? Exactly. So the, pro, the the this whole thing where the, you know there's not a rule in baseball. Every every big rule about cheating is in the rule book because somebody did it for the first time and it wasn't in the rule book. You know, gambling, gambling, you know, long before the the Chub, the Black Sox thing, gambling was a problem 50 years before. Somebody did it. Yeah. It caused a problem. They put it in the rule book. So to think that because this isn't a rule in the rule book and you can't penalize the Astros is crazy. Now it's going to be a rule. Now it's going to be a rule in the rule book, and maybe they got to do some more investigations, and if 20 other teams are doing it, 
take away their draft picks too. But I'm, I, you know, there's got to be a stiffer penalty than this. You know, yeah, I don't have a problem with taking away their, you know, their piece of metal, as Manfred said, which is a joke. We're talking about. We're talking about something a lot more serious, and he seems to be trivializing this. Yeah, whole we're talking thing. about the integrity of your sport. And again, I know a lot it, of teams exactly. cheat, but the level of cheating, as Luigi pointed out, when you go to the point of having surveillance cameras, which are everywhere, and having monitors in the dugout, and having guys bang—I mean, banging on trash cans—is about as primitive yeah. as you can get. Right. But guys wearing buzzers. Anybody who thinks that those guys weren't wearing buzzers is no. just an idiot. Yeah. But you're old enough to remember, Tony. Remember the quiz show scandal back in the 50s? Absolutely. They made a movie about that, didn't they? Yeah, they just they did. Yeah, a quiz show. With, yep. with, with, it was a Robert Redford. Really film. good movie. Great film. And, you know, they, they that got in, you know, they were got, given the questions, the answers ahead of time, and it got made public, not because somebody from, you know, some government office brought it to light, it's because it bothered people. And it was bordering on consumer fraud. And that's where you really got to tread tread lightly. Is, a, is does this become some sort of quiz show scandal? I don't think it'll ever get that way. But the way that they're just kind of lollygagging and taking this thing like a piece of tin and not really worried about the integrity of your sport, I think it's crazy. And you know what and happens? Really th- I agree with you. And here's what happens: once we know, for example, cell phones, everybody loved them, and then people figured out a way to hack them. Whether your yeah, email break, people figure out a way to hack it. Baseball finally started embracing technology with the strike zone box and, you know, replays and all the other stuff. So once they started embracing technology, we had cameras everywhere, the center field camera, you had monitors in the dugout. Guess what people do? They figure out ways to try to hack the system and use the system to benefit sure. them when it comes to cheating. It's like going cards. Absolutely. Remember, it used to be card counters. And then the casinos realized who was counting cards. Remember those kids from uh, up in Boston? Yeah. They did the whole up thing. At MIT, the, or at MIT. At MIT. That's where Boston is. Yeah. They were, they were figuring out how to count cards, and yeah. they went out and swindled millions of dollars. They made a movie about that, too, called Exa- 21. Exactly yeah. right. So anytime there's technology, there's going to be somebody trying to find a way to beat it. And that's what the Astros and these other teams were doing. Yeah. yeah. Except and, for the and, trash can part. Except for the stupid trash can part. That was the easiest thing <laughs> well, to you detect. Well, you need a beat. You need a beat, right? I mean, you got to have some rhythm to it. Yeah, it's got to start. And, you know, once they once this thing goes by, somebody's going to cheat again when the dust settles, and there's going to have to be another rule, you know, no matter what they use. You know, it won't be monitors and, and TV cameras. It'll be something else. So are umpires going to be checking uniforms before the start of each game now, patting you down, make sure you're not wearing Patting them down. Yeah. Like, that's what it uh, Yeah, like Wesley Nielsen and yes. Nathan Gunn. Only if it, yeah, he's going to bring out the little dust buster and you clean off home plate. Got to go Enrico Palazzo style, man, and you got to pat yeah, everybody Enri- down. Yeah, yeah, and Enrico Palazzo sang the national anthem better than at the All Star game. I'll tell you that. Yes, he can, did. Can we get the Enrico Palazzo's anthem, please? Can we play it? And the other, the, the last thing I'll <laughs> say before I, I know I'm up against it. You're up against you it know, all the time, my friend. Yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully, a lot of us were up against it on Valentine's Day. I'll say that. Oh, well, we were. Luigi and I was. Luigi was on my date with Robin on uh, Friday night down at the beautiful comedy club, the Punchline Philly. And there's always friction. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, you know what really brought people back to baseball after the after the strike in '94? It was before steroids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was yeah, the juice ball. Yeah, Cal Ripken, Cal Ripken the streak, yeah. and the juice the ball. Streak. I used to have these conversations on ESPN with Brian Kenny, who's now at the MLB Network. I remember Brian and I on ESPN would always talk about the live ball versus the dead ball era. And what brought baseball back, the, one of that, 
I mean, there's so many times that baseball's been shot. I mean, the strike, the 81 split season. You go back in history and look at all the baseball problems. But the live ball, dead ball era. Once Major League Baseball switched and had those baseballs made with the solid core centers and changed the manufacturer and the ball started shooting out of the ballpark like rockets, there's no doubt there was a dead ball era before that where there wasn't a lot of offense, and then they brought in the juiced baseballs, and then the players became juiced, and that's when it really blew up again and became popular. Right, and it wouldn't be the first time that they fiddled with the ball. They fiddled with the ball before Babe Ruth started hitting on all the home runs. After that, after that one guy, uh, he got killed by getting hit in the head, and it, they had to clean the ball after you know they had to use a fresh ball after so many pitches. And they they even started to uh, wound the ball tighter back in the 20s. So, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. And I think people need to, you know, really look at this Astros thing, calm down. But at the same time, you know, there needs to be something seriously done. It's not to be poo-pooed because, quote-unquote, everybody does it because you really don't know that. You know what's going to end up happening? What? Nothing. And that's what's going to suck. Nothing. They're not going to do anything. Yeah, but I don't want to. I'm not, I'm not one of these guys who plays moral cop. No, I'm not trying to. I don't do want these guys' lives no, destroyed. No, no. I don't want these guys no. banned from baseball. No, I'm not saying that. I don't want anybody's I'm life not, destroyed. I'm not saying. I, I, I said mine was take away the t- strip the title, you know, basically put the asterisks on it. It never happened, and eliminate them from postseason play for the season. And you know I, what? I said for one season, not for, not for all of it, for yeah. just for. But one But you know season. what happens if you just take away their championship? Nothing, because people saw the championship. Yeah. The fans still have the. They're not gonna. They're not gonna go home door to door and take people's memorabilia away from them for that year. Not a bad idea. Oh, no, I mean. but there are a lot of Astros fans. I, 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 there's a guy. There was an article written in the Athletic where he put together a. He put together a website. He was an Astros fan, and he didn't want to take the Athletic's word for it. But he went and put a website together and studied tape from 58 Astros games from home, and he was. He proved it to himself. That what was the, what the, the claim against the Astros was actually true. So you got a lot of Astros fans that no matter what baseball does, they're genuinely hurt. I've talked to a bunch of. Them. Oh, I know. I don't blame. Not. I feel sorry for the fans. They're good fans yeah. down there. It's a great ballpark. We were there. You know, when they had the media night was in Minute Maid Park. Beautiful ballpark. Because remember that moment of celebration that they all won. You know, their players, their own players, took it away from them. Their own players took, took yeah. away their jubilation, took away their World Series, took away their championship. If that's what's going to end up, yeah, if that's I, what's, if that's I, what's I, end up happening. And I'm not one for, you know, let's go and start throwing at the Astros players opening day. But at the same time, I think, you know, whatever happens internally among the players may have a greater impact than anything that this Manfred guy does because, you know, it's kind of like a fraternity. Yeah. And, yeah. It, and, if, and if guys like Mike Trout really feel that way, Mike Trout's weight, you know, it holds a lot. What he says holds a lot more weight than some guy that just got called up from you know Triple A Frisco. Exactly. No, you're absolutely right. That's why I was surprised because I saw it this morning. Mike Trout was surrounded by reporters at the at the Angels Field down there in uh, in Arizona, and he was asked an honest question, and he wasn't rambling. He was just. We'll have to find that. Can you find the uh, Mike Trout response to the Astros cheating thing? Because we know it's Mike short. Trout it's like here. Yeah, it's not that long. But the bottom line is, this is a guy who doesn't speak out. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't hold press conferences to say, I don't like this about baseball. I should be playing for a good team because I'm never going to win a championship here as long as I'm playing for the Angels. Right. He's a loyal guy. He got drafted by the Angels. Take my 400 mil and I'll just and shut my mouth. Money and, uh, but, uh, you know, for him to come out today in Tempe down there where the Angels play at Tempe yeah. Diablo Stadium, as you well know if you've been to the desert and comb the desert, by the way. And what happens when you comb the desert? We ain't found shit. We exactly. ain't found shit. Exactly right. <laughs> 
But I, I don't. I'm, it's about time somebody else from the from the AL West spoke up because I mean, you know, they'll, they'll play the Astros twenty twenty five times a year. The, the Angels will. Yeah. And you know, the last thing an Angels pitcher wants is for somebody looking over their shoulder from a camera in center field stealing their sign. Exactly. Well, AJ, first of all, I want to thank you again for participating in the auction. I know you got outbid at the very end by our uh, friend no, Mike. I was watching it. Congratulations to Agent whatever his name was, and he really. I'm just Eight, glad five, he six, really seven, wanted it. No, no, it was, it was a great – yeah, We, was a great, we still and, haven't sent it off yet, by the way, because we haven't gotten Well, the post still, office is closed yes. today. It's, yes. it's President's Day. Yeah. Oh, it's not sent? Okay, I bid 1500 <laughs> 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 No, he won it fair and square, and he's very, very excited to receive it. And you, you, uh, you actually uh, stimulated the uh, bidding, because when you have people keep bidding, and you kept bidding it up, and then Mike Dean, kept bidding Dean, it. Dean shot Dean right started it off. Yeah, no, that was great. That's how you do a really professional au- auction. Thanks again, AJ. Uh, you're welcome. Have a good one, guys. Later, right, AJ. Beautiful. I now we do Kevin. have we do have Jim from Cheltenham on oh. hold um, because he has uh, footage or, or tape from Dan Dibley 13 years ago or something like that when you were you were talking to Dan Dibley at the Super Bowl regarding his sons. Yes. But before we do that, here is um, Mike Trout. Mike Trout. At, at the Tempe Diablo Stadium in Tempe, right near the Buttes, Robin. You know where that is? I do. One of my favorite so, places. What? Nothing. I'm just wondering how the hell Jim agree with the punishments. You know, the players not getting anything. You know, it was a player-driven Because, like you said, a guy's career has been affected. Uh, a lot of people, you know, lost jobs. It's, it's, uh, it was tough. Uh, it'll be me going up to the plate, knowing what's coming. It'll be uh, pretty fun up there. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, it's just, like I said, it's, a lot of guys lost respect for, for some of the guys, and you know, it's, it seems like every day something new comes out. So, how do you feel about those guys? Um, you know, I, I got close relationships with all them guys. And, uh, you know, it's tough seeing stuff when it comes out. You know. A lot of guys reached out to me, and um, just, it's tough. Like I said, it's, it's, it's not good for baseball, and it's sad to see. Guys from the Astros reached out to you? Yeah, a couple guys. I'm not going to name any names. No, but, what, uh, what was it basically just the message? Trying to, it, were they just, apologizing? Were they trying to explain themselves? Just trying to explain what happened. You know, you read a lot of stuff in the paper, and, you know, once you read something, uh, a lot of people jump to that conclusion. But uh, sometimes it's right, sometimes it's, it's false. It's uh you know, it's like I said, it was a tough, tough off season to see that you know, as, a, as a baseball player, and you know, you just hope uh, Major League Baseball cleans it up and uh, we play uh, you know, good baseball from here on out. What's your view of that World Series championship? Um, you know, it's tough because you don't know, you know, what helped them, what not, but you know what's coming. It's gonna definitely help you. I think, I think that's, you know, it's tough. You're taking the trophy away, taking, taking the rings away. I think they should definitely do something. Uh, I don't know what, but to, to cheat like that and not get anything, it's, it's, uh, it's sad to see, for sure. There you have it. Again, not, not going crazy, but talking about talking to the players and people want to see a result. If it's taking away the rings, taking away that piece of metal. Which is a pretty trophy, by the way. I like what T.D. Clark says here. Let the pitchers and catchers wear microphones like they do in the XFL. No more, no more signs. No more yeah, signs. Just have the catcher just go slider inside. Well, what's going to happen sooner or later? We have Jim from Cheltenham on the line. The great Jim, the official archivist of the Tony Bruno Show. Jim, a big baseball fan as well. He was excited watching uh, pitchers and catchers 
all the video of Bryce Harper hitting some some bombs, cage dingers, cage bombs today down there in Clearwater, Florida. Many, many local women and children excited, mostly women and some dudes who can't wait to watch baseball action. How you doing, everybody? Beautiful, Jim. By the way, I got to ask you about the big story over the weekend, Ruben Amaro Jr. coming back to be a part of the Phillies broadcast team on NBC oh, Sports Philly. Oh, no, don't tell me that. <laughs> oh, man. He, my opinion is he was the worst general manager in Phillies history. I disagree. I don't think he was Well, he, he took over a world championship team, and when he left, he left them in the rumble. It was... Now, you remember when people... Oh, were, I remember, because the Phillies were... When, the, when he, last year he left here, the Phillies were rated as the worst run organization in baseball. Yeah, but you remember the guy that everybody hated in this town who was before Ruben, and they ran him out of here, and he Wade. went uh, to Houston, and I think did a pretty good job down there, Bob Wade. Ed Wade. Ed Wade. Ed Wade. I mean, Ed Wade. Wade. Yeah. yeah, but Ed, Ed Wade. The, the best thing Ed Wade never, never did was he never traded away Utley, he never traded away Howard, he never traded away Hamels. He, he could have at any time. Remember, Barry Zito could have been a Philly. He could have done that at any time, but he never did. He stayed put with those guys, and he left yeah. them here for Ruben Amaro. Well, I have a sword. soft spot for Ruben because I watch him. You did, too, Jim. Oh, I, up I as used a to play them. Was the, the mistake the Phillies made? They they went cheap and they went they made him the general manager. Mm-hmm. Without they should have gone after a major general manager or somebody could help this team. And but unfortunately, he should not have been the general manager. I don't think he had the talent to be a general. I manager. I will agree with you there, but I will say this about Ruben Amaro Jr. He never ducked questions. He was always cordial. He was always nice. I got it every time I had a chance to interview him. He was always gracious. He was always very very forthcoming. He didn't hide anything. He didn't. Yell at reporters for asking him a tough question. I thought I, I think he's a good guy, and I, I don't have a problem with him being on the Phillies broadcast crew. You know, he was the third, he was base coach with the Red Sox, and then he went with the Mets last year, and he decided, you know what? As much as guys like to do that, that's really a thankless job when you're. Who is he replacing base- then? I don't know. I didn't see that's that part. Thing I don't, maybe is he on the broad or just doing the pre? He's going to do the pre and post games, so yeah, he'll okay, be in the okay. studio. So I don't think he's not going to be on the game broadcast. He's not yeah. going to be in the booth. I don't think they're running oh, Cruck out of there or any of those other guys. Okay. And we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, but, Tony, you were talking last week about Dan Dibley. Yes. He was a producer of Gary Show. Absolutely. And a great friend. We see him at the Super Bowl. I remember when his kids were born, and he always would tape uh, cop. He always take cuts of his kids. He would bring his tape yeah. recorder home and tape his kids, mimicking the sound effects that Gary and I, not sound effects, things that we said like it's an outrage or... Uh, great knowledge and phenomenal knowledge. And now his kids are growing up and in college. Yeah. Yeah, well, well, 13 years ago, I found something 13 years ago. It was um, Friday before Memorial Day weekend. Absolutely. And you, and you and Gary were talking. All of a sudden, I think his son, one of his sons were in, in the studio that day. So Dan taped something, and they played it while you were talking to Gary. Let's go Qua- to the tape. Caught you by surprise. This is on KNBR 680, the sports leader. 13 years ago today. How old was I then? Let's see. It was... Uh... Still fine, right? Oh, it's all right. It's getting better. It's okay. Getting well, not that busy, man. Not that busy, man. Oh, God. Oh, my word. I knew it has been brought out. Just when the audience was saying, if I hear yeah. that boy do the same crap again, Dan Dibley has come. That a boy, Quest. What is it, Wait, man? It's, it's a Memorial Day weekend. You know what yeah. that means. Uh. It's not that busy, man. <laughs> <laughs> right when the audience is ready to turn, 
Dan rises to the occasion. When was this recorded, Dan? Just a few moments ago. As you know, uh, both the boys are in here uh, currently enjoying Diet oh, Soda. That's oh, that's that's fresh off fact, the presses. In fact, Ray walked in kind of like, looked like he's lost because his son has not stepped up his pace. It's look still, at me and look at me good. The same old stuff from the Woodson family. Exploitation oh. sensation! And to bring it to the audience, Tone, that's like when Bob Hope would walk out on Carson. You didn't know he was coming, right? No, that oh. was that was a that was an absolutely perfectly <laughs> well, placed because I even know. dropped it. It's uh, not that busy, and uh, then here comes Quest. God, that was bad. Dan. Congratulations. And I know that now Lee worked with you on that bit, right? Yeah, he basically forced me to bring the kid in. Okay, no, no. but but when did you take? Don't that? we have laws in California against that? <laughs> yeah. Child labor laws, you mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not aware, Ray. You've been with child labor laws, maybe something you don't want to talk about, but it was a mistake. That's an outrage. Oh, now he's doing other bits. Wait, he's doing brutal. Don't you hear that? I love it, man. Oh, That kid won't have to waste time in college when he grows up, Gary. Oh, hey, was all this recorded within the last few minutes? Surreptitiously, Gary. How many takes? About 40. Okay, I mean. He fits in around here. Do you yell at the young man and say, get it right or no dinner? Pretty much. Oh. Now, when he messes up a take, does he do what I do and start screaming profanities and yelling and like... <laughs> There you go, Tony. That was phenomenal stuff. And those, you know, I, I jokingly, Jim, last week on the show, I was talking about how I love the sound of young children's voices, whether they're singing in a choir or whether they're just saying stuff. You know, the internet's full of that stuff. Just cute kids. And now, being a granddad for the first time, I wait the, the chance to see my young little guy, my young little grandson, Dominic Vincent Bruno, when he starts yammering and yapping saying all kinds of great drops and providing drops for my show. So you have the microphone ready. Absolutely. Microphone's always ready, man. <laughs> well, now that you have, you know, now you just use your cell phone. You can record. You don't even need to bring a tape recorder. You yeah. see all the media people at events, they're using their cell phones. Yeah, right. But the Astro situation, um, this organization is going to be in major, their black mark will put on them for at least for the next 50, 60, 70 years, just like the White Sox. You know, the White Sox, They've only been in two World Series in the last 100 years since the Black Sox scandal. Yep. No, I agree. And, again, I think they'll, you know, we'll be able to move on from this. This isn't going to destroy well, the sport. Uh, it's going to be a black, it's a black, black mark on their organization forever. You know? No doubt about it. No doubt about it. But the bottom line is it's going to be a rough year for the Astros wherever they travel oh, this year. Man, wherever they travel. And a lot of it will be you know, mean-spirited. But as long as nobody gets hurt and people – I don't think players are going to just go after each other now because of that. I think, okay. that, I think that's overhyped. I don't think you're going to see managers telling players to throw at Jose Altuve. I don't think that's going to happen because players respect one another. This is a sport. They're all professionals. And I would be shocked if we saw any kind of really over-the-line stupid stuff. Well, the second series they play this year is in Oakland. I know, and I know the uh, A's fans, and you know, I know they don't like them. Oakland A's fans, you know how they are. Exactly. Be the a, I think the A's home opener, I think, will be there. Oh, yeah. Like, who knows what's going to happen there. It's going to be tense, but I don't, I don't know about benches clearing and that kind of stuff. I, I don't know that, but, I mean, the fans are going to be on them. You know that. Exactly. Yeah, like, if they, if they were in the Phillies division, and they played, like, the, if it was the Mets, it was in the Astros, you see how much probably would happen here in Philadelphia? Oh, yeah, absolutely. No doubt about it. Hey, Jim, we're going to run because, yes, we're going to have to end the show like just a little bit over overtime because if they, we have to take Riddle to the uh, animal hospital. How's the cat doing better or what? No, nah, he's, he's bleeding. And, uh, oh, it's, I'm it, so sorry to hear that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're just really worried. You know, he's really, every time he's going to the bathroom a lot and there's a lot of blood mm. spots and 
you know, it happens with male cats, and we have them on medication, but So we morning, are rushing him off to the hospital actually right now for a 3.30 appointment, so we have got to go. Okay. Take care, guys. Thank you, Jim. The Jim from Cheltenham, and thanks to everybody today. And, uh, you know, it's 3.06. We would go longer because we had a lot of stuff we still didn't get to, but we got to get riddled. It's the only time that we'll see him at 3.30. The one place that we go to all the time wouldn't get us into Wednesday. That's insanity. I mean, come on. The great riddle. We got to take him out and make sure he's okay. I don't mean take him out that way. I mean, no. we got to take him to the hospital. Love that guy. He's part that of the family, guy. man. And we'll uh, check him out and get, uh, get the latest and bring it to you tomorrow. Thank everybody for tuning in today. Don't forget, we'll be back here tomorrow from 1 to 3 plus, depending whatever we need. We always go overtime, unlike the NBA All-Star game where they didn't have to go overtime last night in Chicago. Don't drink and drive. Don't text and drive. And God bless America. It's the greatest place on earth. And happy President's Day. Or happy not your President's Day, depending on who you are. Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Tony Bruno Show on Bruno Nation Live. Don't forget to subscribe on the Twitch mobile app so you don't miss any of Bruno Nation's hilarity and hijinks because it is definitely must-watch radio. Of course, you can catch the archived audio on your favorite podcast app like Spreaker or iTunes. Plus, if you subscribe via Twitch, you can watch any of our archived videos. We hope to see you back here every Monday through Friday. See you soon. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.